Blog Talk Radio. It's time to strap our boots on. This is the perfect day to die. Wipe the blood out of our eyes. In this life, there's no surrender. And there's nothing left for us to do. Find the strength to see this through.
Now for my uh, opening remarks uh, for the show, uh, now that there's a vaccine, uh, many see this as a time when the government is relaxing restrictions on American citizens. Of course, these restrictions are supposed to only apply to those who have been compliant and gotten the vaccine. They gotten the vaccine. I mean, there's even been incentives now, such as million-dollar lotteries for people who got the vaccine, and, and four-year scholarships for children who have been vaccinated. Uh, for those who have been lambasted, who have you know people have been lambasted for being what they say unwilling to receive the experimental vaccine and its emergency use, uh, there's is the threat. Uh, they will be ostracized from society. Um, now, the Biden regime claims that, you know, they cannot mandate the vaccine, but, of course, they are already working on a way to get businesses, to get business to punish those who do not comply in favor, uh, you know, to punish those in favor of those who have their vaccination passport. Uh, so those who have decided not to take the shot will still have to wear masks as if they're wearing a scarlet letter. So how can we free men and women of these United States of America resist the COVID fashion? Of course, so whether you're listening live or whether you're listening to the podcast, join us on this episode to hear some ways we're going to talk about resisting this. Uh, now, one way is it was brought to my attention. Uh, there is a website, you know, again, Bard Logic always encourages you to do your own research, uh, but check it out. We got a link here for you. Um, I found it interesting. Uh, it may be something I'll look at myself. Um, I have looked it over, but you know, we'll see if it's something I will you know, pro, uh, proceed with or you know, go more. It's www.covidvaccinewaiver.com. So at least check it out, read it. Um, I, I'm trying to do a little bit more research on. The company uh, before I would, uh, you know, sign off on it or, or you know, or, or get the COVID vaccine waiver through them. I do think it's an interesting concept, and I think what it's doing, it is actually showing how people are already being creative in ways to fight against this COVID fascism, especially when it comes to the COVID passports. Um, and so, as I said, uh, on May 27th, so that's next week, former director you know, for the Office of Small Business Programs for the Trump administration's Department of Defense, Amy Murray, uh, you know, she's scheduled to be on next week. And then we also finally uh, scheduled Jonah Schultz, uh, who is running against Anthony Gonzalez, and we have him coming on to the show uh, scheduled now uh, on June the 2nd. Of course, I'm also reaching out. Uh, to other candidates, so we have uh, Josh, Mond- uh, Josh Monzel, uh, or not Monzel. Uh, <laughs> I have, um, I'm thinking of another guy we've had on the, the show, Chris Monzel, uh, we've had on. But it's uh, it's uh, Chris, Josh Mandel, not Manzel. Josh uh, Mandel I've reached out to, uh, who is running as well. Uh, so, you know, we're hoping to get him. I've also reached out to... Um, Catalina Laos, I still have not heard from her. Um, she hasn't been, as, you know, as active, at least on Twitter lately, so we'll see. Um, 
And actually, believe it or not, that's actually a decent way to get a hold of some candidates, at least the ones we've we've had in the show. Now, Amy, I mean, I, I'll be honest, full disclosure, I mean, I personally know Amy. <laughs> so I've known her for years. Uh, we actually had her on the show years ago uh, when she was running for city council in Cincinnati, Ohio. So we've had her on the show before, and, you know, she, she made her way to the uh, – you know, the, the Trump administration, and she's going to tell us what she can, of course, about her time there. Uh, so I do have uh, people who would like to uh, chat, so, you know, definitely we'll bring you on. But of course, as always, we always appreciate if you share the link. So if you're listening to this show live now or if you're listening to the podcast, just take the link you're finding here on uh, Blog Talk Radio and share it on your social media, uh, share it on your you know, your emails, uh, you can hear Bod's Logic on a lot of different podcasts, uh, podcast apps, iHeartRadio, uh, I believe um, oh, uh, iTunes, I think, I mean, that, that, that's been for a long time, uh, but you can find it on iTunes, there's many places you can download the, the podcast or listen to the podcast, so definitely check that out, share it, and give the information to your friends and family, because we, we always have some good ideas here and good information on the show. And so we do have uh, Steve in as well as Joseph. It's going to be good to hear back from Joseph. But I will bring folks in in order uh, that they call. We do have other callers as well. Push the one on your number dial, and I will get you in the show. There's still plenty of time. So, Stephen, we got he called in first. We got you, Stephen, and then Joseph. So thank you very much, uh, Stephen, for coming in, or Steve, for coming to the show. How are you tonight? It is DEFCON Level 1. Doing great, DefCon Level One America, and uh, it's going to be very, very interesting. But we just, we really just have to get to the realization that uh, everything from flu shots every year, uh, just airborne viruses, that it's just really all based on a lie that is very complicated to understand. Um, and they're going to they're constantly going to call you an anti-vaxxer. Uh, the way to fight that is to tell people that you have an, an issue with the ingredients in the vaccine. Uh, vaccines goes back to ancient Africa. They didn't have the tools we have today, but uh, for smallpox, they would open up the flesh of a victim, and they had poor hygiene, and they had terrible water supply. So that's why... Uh, the smallpox vaccine back in ancient Africa worked. We don't have terrible water supply outside of the fluoride, and we don't have poor hygiene in this country. That's why you don't qualify for a flu shot, and you don't qualify for any vaccines, period. Not, not the ones when you were born, none of them. And what happened right after 1986, right after the vaccine manufacturers were immune from prosecution? In the mid-'90s, that's when the epidemic of autism and newborn babies started happening in the mid-90s. Even celebrities talked about the, the vaccines called an autism, uh, autism in children. Uh, even celebrities talked about that. And even Donald Trump talked about autism in children and babies. So that happened after they were immune from prosecution in 1986 legislation. So – this is engineering, social engineering. That's what this is, ladies and gentlemen. This is called social engineering, and 
holistic doctors have talked about this germ theory and airborne viruses a long time ago. That's why we've got people that haven't been sick in 50 years. Why? Because immune system, the 90 nutrients, the most important part of living, nothing about any goofy vaccines every single year in the form of a flu shot. But uh, And that's why I always every show I promote that 800-page medical book because it's going to take a long time. It's kind of like we need re-education, but I'm not a cop. <laughs> you hear that? <laughs> we need re-education. Yeah, and actually, I, got, I think I got the law here. I think I got the law pulled up here. Um, 42 U.S. Code uh, 300-AA-22, Standards of Responsibility, the 1988. I think that's what, the, what you're referring to. Absolutely. Yeah. Immune from prosecution, ladies and gentlemen. If you're grand... You know, you dropped in, something happens to your wife, they're immune for prosecution. You have to go to vaccine court, and it's not FDA approved. What does that mean? They do not have to list the ingredients, and Bill Gates emphasized that. He does not want the ingredients known to anybody. The ingredients does not have to be listed because it's not FDA approved. So you, at the employer interview, you tell them, this has not been approved by the FDA. And what's going to happen when your vaccinated employees die and you haven't paid all this money to train them for a new job? Guess what? You're going to be hiring again. So all these companies, and they're violating so many laws with this, from the Nuremberg Code laws. Uh, there's so many different international laws that cover forcing people to get an injection. EEOC talk about employers that require you to get a vaccine. If something happens to you, they're going to be required to compensate you for damages. Right. So print that, that out true. for the interview as well and let them know that, um, you know, and it's very unfortunate a lot of people are going to die. That's why I say we're at DEFCON level one is the is the extreme level. level. It goes from Level one to level five, we're at a level one, which is the worst, because the the biological attack is devastating. And um, but I, you know, we just don't. It's everybody. People just grew up thinking, you know, the airborne viruses and flu shots are just a normal part of life, and that goes into five hundred year business plans. Why, ladies and gentlemen? Because they know you love fifteen minutes of news, America. You love your video games, your sports, your TV shows. You love to be distracted. So, Dr. Fauci, okay, we'll give you 15 minutes. Guess what? We'll get you shot. We're not going to sit down with you and go over the science and all the ingredients and anything of that nature. Because, you know, 15 minutes after you get done watching Netflix, schedule your shot. I, I got a notification here in Indiana. It popped all over my phone for me to schedule my vaccine shot. I literally had to go into my notifications on Android and turn off the emergency notifications because they can't send wow. it on my phone. <laughs> wow. Please schedule your vaccine shot. Please, come on down. <laughs> yeah, you think, it was, oh you think it was the price is right. Uh, let's go ahead and, uh, yeah, we'll, of course, we'll, we'll keep your line open here, uh, Steve. Also, let's go ahead and get uh, Joseph in. Uh, we got a lot of time here, so thank you very much, uh, Joseph, for coming to the show. How are you tonight? 
Always a pleasure to be on. I haven't been on in two weeks and three shows, and boy, has a lot of things changed, but only for the worse in that short amount of time. Uh, I apologize. I was moving. Moving is quite a task, but anywhere from gas shortages to the hack of the oil pipeline uh, to not holding Russia accountable uh, to the CDC saying that you no longer have to wear masks if you're vaccinated, and 48 states are going to abide by that except for the states of New York and Hawaii who are still making excuses for people to wear the masks. Uh, you have a, a, a war going on brewing in the Middle East between our number one ally of the Middle East, Israel and Hamas. And uh, truth be told, the only reason why I believe the CDC finally waved the, the white flag of saying that vaccinated people no longer has to wear masks is to divert attention away from what is by far the worst hundred days of any other president in United States history. Make no mistake. It's so bad that Biden actually makes Obama and Carter look like they actually have an IQ and they care for our country. Make no mistake. So the proof is in the pudding, right? All these left-wing and red uh, um, blue state governors said, we got to follow the science. We have to follow the science. All right. Finally, the science says, if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear the masks. And yet, ironically, the state of Hawaii, which is a state that I lived in for quite a while, which actually is very symbolic to my heart, and the state of New York, which is my home state where I was born and raised, still they feel like they don't have to follow the science. And that's the proof in the pudding, ladies and gentlemen. It's not about the science. It's not about having a public health crisis. It's about not wanting to relinquish that power, Kool-Aid that they are drinking. It is ridiculous. It is absurd. And as I said many times on this show, things are going to get worse before it gets better. Under Trump, we had four historic Middle East peace agreements. We were energy independent for the first time in history. Our enemies had the fear of God instilled in them almighty. Our military was replenished and rebuilt. Our VA was revamped. And the border was finally secure, something that not even Ronald Reagan did. As much as I admire him, his biggest failure was opening the floodgates of amnesty and the borders in 1986. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what has happened to every civilization in history whether it be modern or whether it be 4,000 years ago, whenever power is stolen, it always ends up in the wrong hands. This election was stolen, and there are consequences to every action. Now, we need to take back the House. We need to take back the Senate. We need to take back the White House. That is the only way we save our country, because we're on a ticking time bomb, ladies and gentlemen. No, I'm not on here to create any fear-mongering. Even if I wanted to, which is not in my nature, I don't have to do that. Listening to uh, the Biden regime every day and seeing how everything is falling apart from the seams speaks volumes for, for, for itself. I don't need to do that for anyone else. 
But ladies and gentlemen, well, I tell you what, this is a matter of survival. On, uh, real quick, Joseph, because I want to say it right after you said it, is, uh, as you know, I'm part of the, the new inner circle, and we were in a conference call with Duke yesterday, and he even said, well, I was shocked. I could not believe I heard, this, heard Newt say this. Um, and we, me and him had a, dis, a, a disagreement yesterday. Well, I'm, I'm going to rewatch the the video of the of the conference call because I, I think he might have misheard me on something, but I have to check it out. But anyway, but this point on this point is, you know, he said now he actually said, yeah, this is the time to be afraid, which which I was shocked to hear from Newt. I was shocked to hear it. So yeah, it is the time to be afraid, which I was stunned. But go ahead, Joseph. I just, I mean, that he said that normally he's an optimist, but him to say that, it's that that would actually kind of put put chills down my spine a little bit. Put chills down my spine. Uh, Unfortunately, I didn't hear it, but I have chills down my spine just hearing that. And, 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 And that's the point, ladies and gentlemen. You see, we are sitting on a ticking time bomb here. We don't have the luxury of time. If we don't take back the House, the Senate, and the presidency in 2024, we're done. The time clock runs out. We no longer have the luxury of time. We don't. So I'll say one more thing because this really, really upsets me. Now, a lot of smart people who had common sense left blue states in droves. Most of them have already left by now, left last year. Left in the middle of the summer like I did. I used to live in Hawaii, which was a, bl- a very strong blue state. It's actually one of eight states that has a Democratic trifecta, which means they have a majority in all, all chambers. I left it because of the draconian measures and the lockdowns that was stifling and killing our economy and ending the livelihoods of so many innocent people. But I do not feel sorry for those who are currently in the state of New York and Hawaii, who have stayed there for their own reasons and have not had the guts and temerity to try to recall Governor Ige, who is the Democratic governor of Hawaii, and Governor Cuomo, who is the Democratic governor of New York, and say, you always said follow the science. We have. The CDC says there's no reason why anyone who is not vaccinated needs to wear the mask. So why are you the only two states out of the union who is still making an excuse for vaccinated or unvaccinated people to wear the mask? And I give kudos to Kelly and Suzette, and I hope they're listening, and all the Californians who had the guts and the fortitude to say, you know what, we're not having it. We're going to recall that tyrant, Governor Newsom, and we're not going to let this stand. I only wish... New Yorkers who are currently there and Hawaiians who are in Hawaii would have the same guts and fortitude. So I don't feel sorry for anyone right now who is currently and openly going to support the Democratic Party and then complain that things are falling apart and then you have the opportunity to recall your governor or maybe their uh, term is up and you have the chance to change the balance of power but you choose not to, you will not have my sympathy. I feel sorry for those who have left, who are forced to leave, who are true victims, who lost everything and said, you know what, we're going to move on to greener pastures. 
because we have no choice. And I will defer back to you, Robert. Yes, tonight I am angry. I am an American patriot who is mad, who is beyond the point of pissed off. And you know what? I'm not taking it anymore. We must fight to protect and preserve our constitutional republic. If it's with my last dying breath, if I have to go and the Lord takes me, I want to know that I did everything to fight to ensure that America will always be the land of the free and the home of the brave. And I will defer back to you, my good friend. Amen. Amen. I love it. I love it. I, I really do love it. I got Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12 for you guys. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness, of the world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And the word fear not is in the Bible hundreds of times. And the reason why is God doesn't want you to be afraid. If you have to move to another country, if you have to move to Japan, if you have to start a business in Brazil or start a business in Mexico, I believe you guys will make it. But it is DEFCON level one. Uh, Google's CEO gave us hints uh, years ago. He said in 2030, you're going to be able to connect your brain to the Internet through Wi-Fi. The reason why he said that is because he knew the vaccines were coming. He knew they were going to Uh, people like Elon Musk with Neuralink, that they were working on technology to connect the human mind to the Internet, to create the cyborg. These people know what's going on. But don't be afraid, though, because if this is the mark of the beast, if this is the end time of the book of Revelation, it is going to be extreme uh, fighting going on, civil wars. I expect laws. Like, uh, you know, if you're on Social Security, you have to be vaccinated. You know, um, Child Protective Services coming out. It's, it's going to get a lot worse because they're, it, they're going all in. If they fail now, their entire new world order can be destroyed by men like me, men with knowledge. If they fail, and that's why I think they're going all in, they're going for broke, because if they fail, they have to deal with uh, their new world order being destroyed. And they've worked hard on the New World Order for hundreds of years. They've worked hard to implement this. And if they fail now, they risk losing everything they've worked for. They risk going to prison. They risk major lawsuits, uh, civil lawsuits against people like Bill Gates and Dr. Fauci and the World Health Organization. They risk losing their wealth, their assets, their lineage, their reputation, their credibility, they risk losing it all if they fail now. They fail against men like me, against men like us. They are risking losing everything, including their freedom, going to prison. Well, Fauci lost some credibility from my understanding this past week or weekend where basically he admitted that, you know, because of course he got vaccinated. At least they say they got vaccinated, whether they did or didn't. Who knows? But he says he got vaccinated, but yet he's still wearing a mask, and he all but admitted that, you know, him just wearing the mask was for show, you know. And so his credibility, I think, is already going down, you know, always down the shot. Now, whether this is, you know, you know, end-time stuff or, or new world order, uh, regardless, I don't think it's a done deal. I think it could be stopped. I mean, I think that they had it in the works for uh, Hillary Clinton – 
uh, to win the presidency, but I think they were shocked by the awareness that people had about how they're going to cheat. So they probably cheated some, but not to the point where it was enough to overthrow the election, much like this time. You know, that's why with, with the audits going on, you know, you wonder why they're, 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 so, uh, they're so scared of these audits. And they try to ensconce it as, oh, well, we're concerned because you're, you're, put, you're making people who are not, uh, you know, confident in the elections. And, and then that's what we're trying to protect. We're trying to protect people, you know, on what they think about the elections. And, you know, so that, that's what they're, they're trying to do. I mean, just like we had in the show the other day is, uh, you know, it's, it's like with Trump, with, I'm sorry, Biden's last speech, you know, speech, he tried to, you know, ensconce it in Americanism, like, oh, this stuff's good for America. But you really, when you really peel back the onion, it's anything but. But, of course, that's, that's been the modus operandi of the left all the time is, is projection. I mean, just look at the, you know, look at the bills that they try. It's, it's, it's the opposite of what they say. I mean, just look at H.R. 1, and it's supposed to be, you know, <laughs> You know, pro voting rights. When we know it's anything, it's anything but. It's a power grab by the federal government. And Robert, you know why it's the case? Is because radical leftists such as Ilan Omar and such as uh, AOC. Yeah, how many times people get elected? Even, beyond my comprehension. Beyond my comprehension as well. They made it very clear at the beginning when this pandemic started last March of 2020 that they were hoping that this would opportunity would give them a new way to create a new norm and further transform our country. That's what they want. They want to take advantage of this pandemic, which I wouldn't call it a pandemic, to create a new norm. But guess what? It's a losing issue. And the Dems know they don't have a chance in hell in 2022. And so they're trying to ram everything they can ram in before 2022. But be careful. Actions have consequences. And, Stephen, you're on cue with all your points, completely valid. You hit the nail on the coffin many times. I'm in agreement with you 100%. And that's just it. My argument to those who are vaccinated is why do you have an issue with people who are not vaccinated or who don't want to wear masks? Well, you care. If you're vaccinated, you shouldn't have to worry about it. You're, you're immune. You can't get it. So why are you worried? Oh, that's because it doesn't fit the narrative of their political ideology, demagoguery. And at the end of the day, that's not the narrative they want to point out. So, yeah, Fauci got called out and he, he, made, he, he came out to look like the fool that he is because, hello, idiot. It's like, duh, 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 are you guys mentally delayed? I mean, what's the point of a vaccine, right? Why are you worried about people who aren't vaccinated as long as you're vaccinated, right? Common right. sense would dictate that to you. You don't have to be a constitutional scholar. You don't have to uh, be politically savvy. Hell, you don't have to be a rocket scientist. It's just called common sense. I wonder why they're still pushing for the masks. It's because... They are drunk on power, and they don't want to relinquish it. This is not about the people, by the way. And by the way, let's call it for what it is. They're not vaccines. Technically, they're really not vaccines yet. They're trials, which people are being used as guinea pigs. But I swear, Robert, if tomorrow the FDA came out with a vaccine that said it has a 100% chance that if you take it, 
there is no way in hell you can contract COVID. And that's what the science says. The Dems will still be looking for excuses to impose the masks and impose the draconian lockdown measures. It still wouldn't suffice because they, this is the most power any party has had in political history at any historical part of this country. And they don't want to relinquish this drunken power. So I urge my fellow Americans who are listening to this show, if you are in a blue state and you have the ability to recall your governor, recall your governor if your governor is standing on the wrong side of the spectrum. Don't recall him because he's a Democrat. Recall him because of his crimes against humanity. And Robert, these are crimes against humanity, but in a different way. They're economical crimes. When you are ending the economical livelihood of millions of Americans, what do you think is the inevitable outcome? The streets, shelters. You can't feed them. So, yes, this is crimes against humanity, but in an economical matter, in in economical means. Yes, it is. If your policies are putting innocent children in the streets to where we look like a third world country. You would see that in the Philippines. You would see that in South America. You would think you would never see the day that you'd be seeing this in the greatest country and the freest country in the world. That's why I say, and Robert, you've been saying it on this show for almost six months. There are only two sides to the coin, and I wish it weren't like that. I wish it didn't have to come down to this. I don't wish any of this. I don't think any good-loving American wishes this. But let's be realistic. There's two sides. Those who seek to destroy the America that we know and those who seek to do everything in their power to make sure we remain as the greatest and freest country in the world. We remain the constitutional republic that prompts millions of people from all over the world over the years to want to risk their lives to come to this country. Yeah, for Dems who say we're such a systemic racist country, God, why do all the immigrants from all walks of life, including Africans from Africa, why do they give an arm and a leg and and risk their lives coming in containers or with coyotes and smugglers? Why, if we are so systemically racist, why? Because we're not. It's propaganda. It's a lie. We are the only country that gives the most opportunities of any other country. We don't have a caste system in this country. This is the only country where you can come from rags and go to riches. And I will defer back to you, Robert, so I could give Stephen more time. But that is the truth as I see it. So help me God. Go ahead, Stephen. I I, I can tell you what to chime in. Go ahead. There was a Jewish lady. I mean, she shocked me. She talked about she wanted all white people dead because they're not wearing their masks, they're not getting their vaccines. And I was like, Eureka, this explains what's going on because the patriots are majority white people. That's why they keep preaching this. They want all white people dead and she was a Jewish lady. I could not believe she said that. I got to find the video. She wanted all white people dead because they're not wearing their masks. They're not getting their vaccines. 
Because you want to fight, you want to destroy the patriots. That's what it's really about. It's not about white versus black. It's about they want all the patriots destroyed. Who's standing in the way of the New World Order? Who's the most vaccinated on earth? People that live in Israel, Western Europe, the United States, Canada. Okay. Who's left? Why isn't China getting vaccinated on a massive level? The mRNA, for example, that was a 20-year study. They knew how dangerous the mRNA was. They studied it for 20 years. There's no uh, real, experimental. Right, uh, Dave, Dave, real quick, for, for those in the audience who don't know what mRNA are, could you give a little background on that? Whew. Um, <laughs> that's like, uh, yeah, it's a lot far as being That would take biop- three hours? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, messenger-based RNA. Whew, folks, you might want to Google that because if you're not being a vi- virologist, um, it's I would kind of sound stupid. But or Stephen, big... just what it stands for? What does the acronym stand for? Because I've never heard of it my, myself. Uh, messenger RNA rib- ribonucleic acid. Messenger RNA. So what it does, it, it's take it the vac. It's where the gene therapy takes over your cells. You're right. It's not a vaccine. So technically, that's another lawsuit. If it's not a vaccine, it's a gene therapy. Then it is not protected under the 1986 vaccine law. So that's another lawsuit which we have to check on. We got to check on all these lawsuits to find out what the progress are with all these lawsuits. Messenger RNA, a single-stranded RNA molecule. But what I'm getting at is who's not getting vaccinated around the world? Japan, China. We have nations all across the world that's not getting vaccinated. So if a lot of people die, I checked checked with Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, 60 to 70 percent will die within 6 to 18 months. Guess who's left on on the earth? The Japanese, the Chinese, the Russians. You, you see what I'm saying, folks? They're particularly targeting Western Europe, Canada, the United States. They're targeting Israel. Israel Israel had some of the toughest lockdowns. They vaccinated a lot of Jews, too. There's a, that, that's what the New World Order is about, getting rid of the Anglo-American establishment, the establishment in Israel. The, the, and so what... So, It really is going to be a new world order. Do you guys see where I'm coming from? If a massive amount of people die, that's an economic collapse just automatically. Um, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, she is the most articulate on the subject of explaining and breaking everything down. You can find her videos on BitChute. She's probably censored off YouTube and Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, but her name is Dr. Sherry Tenpenny. She's done hundreds of videos on trying to warn people about this stuff, but uh, yes, yes, really think about that. Can you, can oh, you why, why, why isn't the whole name, world hey, why Dave, isn't the whole world going quick, through this? Dave, yeah. can you spell her name, please? Dr. what? Uh, Sherry Tenpenny S-H-E-R-R-I Tenpenny T-E-N-P-E-N-N-Y Oh, yeah, I see. Yeah. And the first thing that pumps up says, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny debunks is the first thing that comes up. You know, of course, course but, you know. (laughs) 
Yeah, cause, yeah. Right. Anybody yeah, will this want, thing. I just want to look yeah, something yeah, up. Go yeah. ahead. <laughs> yeah. And then if the vaccine, uh, let's call it the gene therapy now. If the gene therapy is, is better than the vitamin C, why do you need the sensor? So many people, like that's been going on since March 2020. Censorship rolled out on a heavy level around the same time COVID-19 popped up. Everybody knows that. Censorship. If the vaccine is better than vitamin C, why do you need to censor so many people, so many holistic doctors? Why do you need to threaten doctors' lives? Why do you uh, – hydroxychloroquine. Uh, it was a, a group of 1,000 doctors running around the country uh, uh, telling people the cure for COVID-19 is hydroxychloroquine. They were censored last year. So if what you're saying is correct, why do you need to censor on a massive level? You know why? Because it's a bunch of lies. That's why they need to censor it, because it's not better than vitamin C. That's why they need to censor it. Now, when, when vitamin C, when these supplements rolled out, they don't need to censor anything about vitamin C. Everybody knows it's good for you. And that's another lot. Look, look at what Bill Gates said. 700,000 deaths is justified. So Bill Gates said it. Why? Because he wanted to get on top of the deaths before it even happened. He wanted to get in front of it. So he told me that 700,000 will probably die from the vaccine. That's an acceptable number. So that's a part of the psychological operation, letting you know, hey, grandma died, but that's okay. She died, but that's okay. So psychological, it's all psychological, folks. And uh, the movement for Healthy America, remember last week I talked about as more people get healed from good dieting, supplements, sleep, exercise, stress management, it's like, Guys, more people start coming off medications. That's less money going to Big Pharma. So we can have a movement to bankrupt Big Pharma. We can have a movement to bankrupt Big Pharma, folks. We can do it. We can do it. And Big Pharma, federal contracts, government contracts, Medicaid and Medicare. They, and that's why how deep the psychological operation goes. They, they wanted to integrate big pharma with the government, state and federal. So your tax money goes to pay, Medicaid, Medicare. That's big pharma. And Rockefeller was known for monopolies, known for being a monopoly guy. And that's what we have. We don't have a free medical market. They can charge me with practicing medicine without a license. I'll start knocking on doors down the street. Preaching about holistics, they could charge me with practicing medicine without a license. You don't have a free medical market. What do you guys think about that? Well, yeah, I'm on, so I'm on her website, and I'm trying to pull up a video here. I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, there's one on here, but it's it's a thirty it's a thirty six. Uh, I don't know if it's going to play. Um, it's like you know, a 36 minute video, video, so I don't oh, know if you guys, oh, yeah. if people, people oh, are going to yeah. want to, people are going to want to listen, listen to it if it's a 36, 36 minute uh, video. Uh, um, so folks, 
an 800-page, uh, let me break out, you know, I break out my 800-page book every week. I, I, I go over that book. Uh, I wonder if anybody bought it. I think somebody told me they bought the book, 800-page uh, book titled What Really Makes You Ill, Why Everything You Thought You Knew About Disease is Wrong by Don Lester and David Parker. So, folks, if you have a plan to kill 7 billion people and you're a trillionaire, you're going to need to influence the college education of medical doctors. They go to school for 12 years. They get licensed. You're going to need to control the state medical board. So if doctors start preaching holistic, start prescribing holistic, they can be reprimanded by losing their medical license and being stuck with hundreds of thousands of dollars in medical school debt. So your state medical boards kind of put the belt to doctors if they don't stay in line with prescribing medication as big pharma outlined. The system is so complicated. That's why I always <laughs> preach that. I always quote that 800-page book. The, the psychological operation is, is, is one of the biggest of all time, way bigger than 9-11. They've worked at this thing for hundreds of years uh, as far as your health care and flu shots, vaccines, um, and now they'll say the bubonic plague, Stephen. What about the bubonic plague? What about Spanish flu? Folks, nutri nutritional deficiencies. Zinc was a big one behind the bubonic plague, zinc. And during the time of the Spanish flu, aspirin was being overprescribed on a major level. It was intaking way too much aspirin, way too much aspirin. So, and then sanitation was very bad back in the day. Sanitation's improved now. So that's why, why, why don't we have smallpox in America? Sanitation's real good. So they lie to you, and that's why they always, that's how they sell the jab for newborns as well. They lie to you about all these shots these newborns need, and you're getting, the newborns are getting aluminum, they get a little bit of mercury, and they start coming out with autism, and, oh, it's just unfortunate. Your child's autistic. No, it was socially engineered, ladies and gentlemen. It was socially engineered. I hate to tell you that. These billionaires are social engineers. Same thing with the election. They wanted a civil war. They wanted the, they wanted the civil war in this country over the election. You guys remained peaceful, and the civil war didn't happen. They wanted a civil war over the election. They did. Why do you think they committed vote fraud so blatant in front of the whole world? Have you guys thought about that? Why would they commit vote fraud so blatant in front of the whole world? They wanted a civil war. Do you guys, what do you guys think about well, that? I mean, that's what um, – I mean, I'll, I'm a member of also the LaRouche Pack, and, um, you know, we have comp, you know conference calls there too, and – yeah, I mean, that's one of the things, because we were talking about that here. And a real quick, people, that, that you might find interesting, again, I just found it, I just find it weird. I mean, this, this happens to my computer every once in a while. But this time it happened twice, so I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's drawn too much from it. But I actually was trying to play a video from the Sherry um, Tenpenny. And maybe I'll, I'll try it a little bit. But my computer start uh, at the tower, you know, computer tower. Start revving up like real fast. I'm like, 
And now every once in a while it does that, but it did it like twice. So I'm going to try to experiment and see if, you know, it happens again when I try to load one of her, her, her videos. The video I tried to load, I mean, was about, you know, COVID. So I wanted to play it. Um, but I'm going to try it again. It was just, again, I just found it really weird that it, the computer start revving up twice when I, for, when I first tried, you know, playing her uh, – uh, playing her video, her video, but I mean, again, it might be correlation without causation, um, you know, type of thing. Last but I did try to uh, play that. Uh, now, now, I, now, what I was getting at though is, you know, you know, because I mean, I thought that you know it, it was almost inevitable for the Civil War. But yeah, but, you know, when our conference calls with the LaRouche Pact, um, and they're not known to be like conspiracy theorists or anything of that nature. I mean, they're pretty much saying the same thing. Like, look, that's what they want. I mean, they actually want us to have a civil war. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of a, a catch-22. I mean, you know, how do we, again, you know, with the title of tonight's show, you know, how do we resist the COVID fashion? Um, you know, like like one thing, I mean, I, I mean, I kind of think it's interesting, the COVID vaccine waiver I mean, it's, at least it's, uh, whether it be something I do or not, it does show that people are thinking about it and people are trying to find ways to, you know, y- you know, uh, adapt to it. And, you know, I, I mean, I, I, talk, I listened to a radio host uh, this morning, and he said that someone's already given him a, uh, a vaccine passport, and he, you know, you're basically saying, basically, it's like a fake ID. It's almost like a fake ID for the vaccine passport. He says he knew somebody who gave it to him as, as a joke, you know. Um, he said he gave it to him as a joke, but I guess I didn't see it, but I guess it looks legit. I mean, because he brought it up. But, I mean, I think you're going to see a lot of vaccine. You know, if they do try to maybe not mandate the vaccine, but if you start getting companies that try to have it mandate the vaccine or um, if they try to come out with this vaccine passport, which personally I think is more likely – um, and that's actually what I asked Newt, and I don't, again, I don't know if he misheard me, because uh, my question was, you know, to him, I said, do you think that, you know, what could be done with these these COVID, these, these vaccine uh, passports is kind of like what happened in 1952, uh, you know, East Germany, or even the 1930s to the, to the you know, Jews there. He just agreed, but, I, again, I, I'm going to see if he even heard that I was talking about because he starts talking about the vaccine, um, not really the, you know, not really the passport. So I'm, I'm wondering if he didn't hear me right on the on the conference call. But um, I'm going to have to double check the video for that. Uh, but and anyway, remember, remember is, you know, so that, that, I think that, that I mean that you're going to see more of that. I think you're going to see fake COVID COVID passport IDs cropping up, and that might not necessarily. I mean, I, I could see it cropping up. Uh, New York, uh, Cuomo. I think he's, he has a passport. Cuomo said in New York. Yeah, yeah, he did promote the uh, passport recently. I think that's going to be one of the first states in New York to do it. Yeah, New York to do it. So I'm just saying the whole world is not experiencing the aggressiveness of getting the vaccine. That's why, that's why I'm like, okay, why isn't Japan pushing the vaccine? Because they probably know how bad it is. That's why China and Japan and Asia and a lot of other countries, Brazil, are not getting involved with the vaccine. 
because they know how bad it is. You got to see where I'm coming from. Japan can easily afford these vaccines. They can afford to make them. There's a reason why they're not making them. <laughs> yeah, I can see where, you know, yeah, I mean, and you said, I mean, we'll, I guess we'll know in six to 18 months, you know, people who got the vaccine. I mean, I know per- people who personally got it. I mean, well, I just heard a story today of a guy who now supposedly he was a, a heavy drinker, um, but he was only 43 years old, and a week after taking the vaccine, died. Now, I personally know someone who, now she was in her 90s, so, but she died, she died a week after taking the vaccine, you know. And, wow. you know, those kind of things happen. But as you said, if they do start to mandate it, or they do start trying to affect people with these, you know, COVID passports, then I think we need to have legislators in there. Like, actually, um, you know, I, I think um, either Jack Lombardi, who we had on a couple of weeks ago, or and my, or Jonas, actually, um, who we're going to have on June 2nd, was saying, look, if you're going to mandate these vaccines, you know, a, a company or, or the government or do these passports, and if someone dies from it, the manufacturer, I mean, the, the men. There's some background noise. If somebody can mute their mic, you know, if they got the background noise. Um, you know, so, you know, they, they can sue them. They should, be able, they should be able to sue them if they start pulling that stuff. I think we need to get legislators in there. You know, I think, like you said, I think um, Jonas, who, we're, again, we're going to have on the second, uh, was talking about that, or Jonas Schultz, who I believe brought that up. But when we're going to have to have legislation like that. In order to, you know, to fight against what I, I, I see as fascism, I always I find it interesting how hypocritical, that it, you know, the Democrats are, because they're all for, you know, when this does come to the to the floor, you watch, because I think eventually it may, not eventually it may, okay, that that didn't make sense, but I think there's a good shot that it may, that. You know, if it were to come to the floor so that these manufacturers, maybe even businesses, could be sued, if someone dies, you know, because of, you know, and it's shown that it was because of taking the vaccine, uh, I could see the Democrats saying, well, you can't sue the manufacturers, okay, because of that one law. Uh, but, but if the Republicans or some Republicans try to rescind it, I find it, in, I find it amazing. Like, well, wait a minute. You want it to be that – and such hypocrites. So you want it to be able to sue – gun manufacturers, if someone kills someone with a gun, you want to be able to have the families be able to sue the manufacturers, but you don't want to be able to, uh, you don't want people to do the same thing with the vaccine. Whew. But, uh, and then, uh, uh, even though you have, you do have, a certain uh, segment of people that do not believe in Christianity. Uh, the archaeological evidence is there, folks, uh, about the Bible and all the events in it. Um, so there is an agenda to get people to throw away their Bibles, just like with uh, shutting down churches. There's a major agenda. Uh, uh, people are actually worshiping extraterrestrials now. Um, I know you guys do a little research on that. Brilliant. You've got people that oh, they're, they're, they're worship. Not- David around are you yeah. talking about the Raelians? Yeah, they worship. Yeah. Yeah, they worship. Yeah, I, I did a study. I did a study on yeah, I did a study on Raelians. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm very familiar. They've been around for years. Yeah, yeah, and so um, because Barack Obama just came out today with the UFOs, talking about UFOs, so, and remember what we talked about on the show, ladies and gentlemen, a few weeks ago, uh, they can connect a hologram to a fighter jet, and they can make that F-16 look like an alien spacecraft with a hologram. So they're going to try to deceive they love to deceive people. Um, they actually, I think that's a part of Hollywood, too, is how, how good can a deception get where people actually believe the deceptions that we unleash on them? Since COVID-19 can't be seen, and remember, keep in mind, it was, even never, it was never even isolated in a lab either. Um, Dr. Andrew Kaufman, K-A-U-F-M-A-N, and there's another guy. Let's talk about that. It was never isolated in the lab. Um, yeah, let me bring it up. Because they censored Yeah, you know. yeah I, mean, I, I mean, well, personally, I think there are – I mean, I'm not a Raelian. I think, I, I think the concept is, is interesting, uh, and people may be interested in that. They actually um, – yeah, so basically what – and the aliens have kind of like a – actually, they contend, I believe, if my memory serves correctly, but you can look this up yourself, is – you know, here at Bard's Logic, we do you know, suggest you do your own research. But if memory serves correctly, they actually, I think one of their contentions is that Jesus is, is an alien. That what, what Jesus actually is, is he is, uh, he's actually, you know, he's actually a clone. He's like the ultimate manifestation of a, of a clone and had powers, and, you know, because of that. And so he was able to tap into, I guess, uh, again, if I remember correctly, like his, his brain power in order to perform the miracles that he performed. I think that's what their premise is with, with uh, Jesus was, that was actually a clone. And what their contention is, is that well, basically humans were, yeah, their contention is humans were actually created by these aliens. Okay, that we're actually the creation of, of, of certain aliens and that, you know, the way for us to have immortal life through rail is they develop a clone body and then they transfer you. I believe that, again, it's been a year since I've studied this, but um, they actually somehow transfer your, your essence, I guess, somehow, or, you know, or maybe just your mind because they don't believe in a soul, I don't think. But they could somehow, tra- you know, transfer your mind. You know, because it's just it's, they say it's, it's based off electromagnetic waves, so they could transfer your you know your mind, your thoughts, you know everything, your memories, into this clone, and that's how you get that. That's actually how a person gets immortality. Okay, that that's their contention, and, and one of their things um, that they you know they say it's like look, the way for rail to come back and reveal themselves as you know our creators is for them is for Israel to actually allow the Raelians to build a embassy, a, a rail embassy in Jerusalem. And then once that embassy uh, is built, you know, then I guess the, the aliens rail would come back and, uh, you know, I guess land there by the embassy and reveal themselves. Again, it's been years since I've done that, but if you want to look them up, it's, uh, I think they spell it R-A-E-L. I A N S Raelians, um, is, a, is I believe what uh, you know how they spell that. But yeah, that's the base. That, that's you're, the basis of that. Now, I, now I don't know if I believe in the Raelian theory, 
I don't know if I, I'm not saying I believe in that. I mean, I, I I'm I'm pretty open minded with a lot of things. I think there's always possibilities um, that that could be true. But of course, then someone had to create the aliens, right? I mean, I, I mean, I, I, you know, there there has to be, I would think, some type of creative spirit that create that started everything. But again, that's their premise. And you know, now I personally, I believe there's there are, you know, people on other planets. I just think mathematically, it's impossible for there not to be. Okay, and uh, okay, so when the uh, okay, 4K. They say they're shooting 4K video from the planet Mars. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's ask a simple question. 190 miles away in Mars, how are they sending 4K video to Earth from Mars 190 million miles away? I don't think it's possible. Yeah, I've been following. I've been following. I've been following that pretty pretty closely. And, and unless I missed something, I'm. I don't know where. Where did you read that? Uh, you know, where, where did you read that, Stephen? Because I, I I haven't read that anywhere. I've seen some of the the, the photos that they said. You know, that they say it's come from Mars, and and some of the video, and none of the video mm-hmm. or, or pictures I've seen. Were, and I've got a 4K television, so I mean, I, I've got a good play. You know flavor what 4K looks like, uh, and none of the yeah, videos I mean, you know, I, I've seen so yeah. far were, were 4K. Yeah, the, the, yeah, CNN, I was looking at the Communist News Network, CNN, and they were like, China and America has landed on Mars. Yay! Everybody's celebrating. Now, now, I believe these astronauts that believe they landed on the moon and landed on Mars are under MK Ultra mind control. And that well, the there, moon no, landing. Well, no astronaut. Well, 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 no astronauts landed on Mars yet. I mean, that's that's what we're working towards. No, no. no I mean, they've landed on the moon. I, you know, I believe. I think they landed on the moon, but no one's saying that uh, a human's landed on Mars yet. But the, but the video feed, video feed is. I mean, the distance for video feed in the central offices that are involved in sending video signals, cable or digital or analog, I mean, 190 million miles away. So, And do you kind of see where I'm coming from with the psychological operation? Because space is like a big one because with an alien threat, uh, Ronald Reagan talked about an extraterrestrial threat. Then you can look into world government. Okay, we can't afford COVID-19 and an alien threat. We need the world government. Ronald Reagan talked about that, how we would resolve our differences pretty quickly if we had an extraterrestrial threat from outer space. And and you notice how the the industry, the movies, the video games, the TV shows, space, 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 they're pushing space, um, you know, uh, TV shows and movies, video games. So it's like... And then I know I know you guys have probably heard about the moon. A lot of people I wouldn't say a lot of people, but you have a faction of people that believe we didn't land on the moon, that it was faked in. Oh, I know. In, yeah, in those Hawaii. people think we didn't land on the moon. Yeah. I mean, there's people, and I, I think, I mean, personally, I think that's ridiculous to say we didn't land on the moon. I mean, I, I don't believe that. I think it's ridiculous for people to say that the moon is. You know, a hollow ball that aliens are using to, uh, you know, spy on us. I mean, I don't believe that either. I mean, 
No, I think that's kind of I, I think that's kind of ridiculous to say. And I mean, I, I don't. I, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't believe. That. I don't believe that for a minute that the moon is some kind of base. That's you know. It's, I, I don't. I mean, I've, I've watched. I've watched some you know documentaries and stuff mm-hmm. on it, but I've never. Um, I, I mean, I just don't believe that. Yeah, I think it's Richard Branson is offering trips to outer space. I can't remember the tickets for two or three million dollars. I can't remember how expensive it was, but SpaceX, yeah, SpaceX, SpaceX. But uh, yeah, that, that's a major. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna take time. It, 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 ah, there's so many different. Uh, there's so many different lies. It's hard to break down um, what's the truth nowadays uh, with what's going on. But yeah, um, the racial attacks. You know, uh, I, I think they're afraid that uh, white people is going to destroy their new world order, so they come out of real. You know, uh, whites are the problem. Yeah. Uh, you said you got, no, I'm, I'm, got looking more callers, some, I'm, I'm looking at some. I'm looking at some photos. I'm looking at some photos right now. Um, mm-hmm. Just something I found real quick. You know about since new 4K footage of Mars. So, but the, I don't see any video. I mean, these are pictures that I see, and they they, they, they look pretty incredible. But I mean, this is on the New York Post. Um, so mm-hmm. I'll I'll look more. I'll, I'll look more into that, but. You know, and again, if you look at a lot of these pictures, a lot of them, I mean, you, they look the same. So it's not like they're, you know, at least for me, it doesn't look like they're making up a lot of different um, pictures. But I'm, I'm going to check, uh, you know, from the Mars, um, from the NASA website itself. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I watched that but again. Video. I'm, the, the, yeah, it was pretty. It was a pretty good video that they. Uh, Pretty good video they shot. Um, I'm just saying, man, it's 190 yeah, I'll, I'll, million. Yeah, I'll have to see. Yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll have to look at the video. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it's 190 million miles away. I'm like, come on, guys. How, how are we getting video here all the way to Earth? That's what I'm saying. Well, I mean, well, you you can't get you can't get audio, you can't get audio and video through radio waves. I mean, you can get it through radio. It's the way it's the, it's the way the radio waves are transformed. You you can get you can't get it you can't get it that way. I'm gonna I'm gonna do the research on the distance of those radio waves and see. Um, well, ra- well, radio yeah. waves. I mean, once a radio wave starts, I, I mean, it can it can keep traveling out into space. I mean that you know they they don't stop unless there's something out there that that will collect them. That's why it's Andy. you know it's beamed and we have those those large discs you know that that you see. Now we got Bianchi on the line, so let's go ahead and uh, bring on uh, Bianchi. Uh, so it's good to hear from you, Bianchi. Thank you very much for coming to the show. How are you tonight? I'm doing pretty pretty well. How about yourself? I'm doing all right, doing all right for a, a Wednesday evening. Um, you know, we're talking about a lot of different things we do on the show. Uh, mainly, you know, how to resist the COVID fascist is what uh, 
have on tonight. Now, originally, uh, Bianchi, we were to have, um, you know, Amy Murray on, but she had to reschedule. Uh, she was the director for the Office of Small Business Programs uh, for the Trump administration, uh, working at the Department of Defense. Uh, now, she had to reschedule for next week, so we're hoping to still have her on. And then we, we did get confirmation and a schedule from Jonah Schultz, who's going to be running against Anthony Gonzalez. Uh, we'll be having him on uh, for an interview on the 2nd of June. And, and you may have missed uh, last Monday we had a special edition uh, where we interviewed Jack Lombardi, and he's uh, running up against uh, Adam Kinzinger in Illinois. So if you, ha- you, know, if you go back, if you want to listen to those inter- that interview, uh, you'll be able to find that in the podcast. But mainly, you know, again, talk about a lot of different things. But tonight um, one of our main focuses is, you know, how to resist this, this, these COVID fashions, especially when they're talking about, you know, vaccine uh, passports. Now, some states like Florida, and, and say what, I mean, someone touted, you know, the other day, hey, you know what would be a good ticket would be uh, a Trump-DeSantis ticket. That'd be, that, I think that, at this point, I think that'd be a pretty amazing ticket. Because I, I wish Ohio had a, a, you know, a governor like DeSantis and, and there's a guy here who who might be running against uh, DeWine, uh, which I hope he does. Well, he, he, he ran against DeWine before and unfortunately didn't win. Because, I mean, DeWine, our governor here is almost as bad as a Democrat. Uh, but anyway, go ahead, John. Well, yeah, the one reason, one way to resist it is what's going on. You have states that, uh, like Florida, that's putting the thumbs down to this COVID passport. Another thing, you need to re, uh, speak out against your children having to take the, the vaccination for sure. And then we need to fight these efforts to cause employers to fire employees who don't take the vaccine. So those are three things of a concern there. Then most of all, we need to get back to educating our children in the areas that they should be taught in. We were back in the day about biology and how things work, your body, especially your immune system. So that would be a good start. But, you know, one thing that's still uh, teeing me off is this critical race theory. And uh, this uh, I see the other day where an Air Force space commander was relieved of his command because he was speaking out at a school board meeting in a public school district that his child attends. And I haven't got the complete details on that. But to say that a person can't speak at their child's school board meeting, speak out against what they think is detrimental, and in some states, the state statutes, like in Missouri, give the parents the right to dictate what's taught in the curriculum, textbooks, and uh, instruction material. And that's what they was used he was probably utilizing his right to do so. Have you read some of this stuff? I hear where in Virginia you had a group, organization of Chinese Americans that was marching in protest of CRT. And in the article, it spells out some bullet points on what it's all about. Like you are only your race, and by your race alone you will be judged. 
you are not a person. You are only in your race. Your race alone. You justice is not about equal rights, but social justice or equity. It's about equal outcomes. It goes on to say, all blacks are oppressed and all whites are oppressors. This is systemic. Never ask whether oppression occurred, only how it occurred. Everyone and everything white is complicit. I don't want my child to be taught that. If people allow their children to be taught this in these public schools and let these teachers and administrators and principals implement this in these schools, in their schools, I don't know what else to tell you. I really don't. What's your position on that? Well, one of the things is it's just it's unbelievable what's getting, what's going on in our schools. And we we touched on this uh, a couple episodes uh, a, a couple episodes ago. And, and, and there are some I, I I didn't quite see the video, but there was actually a ten year old who was who was you know talk, you know talking about it in their in a class. And but I mean students you know not students uh, parents are are speaking out against it, against it, which is great. Um, and I, again, as, as we talked a lot about, is I think this is just another tool that they're trying to do to, uh, you know, to divide us. Is, is what I think. And of course, they're you know trying harder, you know, to indoctrinate our kids. And and as, um, as Joseph pointed out, is I mean they and, and you did you, you did as well, Steve. But you know they're really. I mean I think they're moving a lot faster pace than what they anticipated they're going to have to. I mean, again, I've said this before, is I think the, you know, I think the election of Trump really woke them up and, frankly, scared the shit out of them uh, because, I mean, I, I think they had to expedite, you know, a lot of things that they were probably going to try to wait to years because, again, I mean, they thought Hillary Clinton was going to get there so they could slowly work on on these things. But then Trump got in, and they seen the, the, the movement uh, that he had. And so now they got to go real quick with implementing all these stuff. They kind of kept on the, I think, you know, on the, not the back burner, but they're trying to slowly integrate it, like into our school systems, as you said, Bianchi. But now I think it's just, they're just throwing it out there. Um, frankly, because I, I think they're, you know, they're desperate. You know, I, I believe you pointed out, Joseph. Um, I mean, that's my thoughts on that. I mean, let's go ahead and, and get you. We have heard from Joseph for a little bit. So, Joseph, let's get your thoughts on that. Uh, to be very honest with you, uh, you know, a lot of things, a lot of things are mentioned here. Um, I'm, I'm glad that we have these uh, callers on the show because they're all bringing up valid points. Really what it all comes down to, what everything is boiling, I, I, I think it's, it's, it's a whole concoction of, of, of everything that's going on. Um, uh, we're on the losing end on our foreign policy. We're on the losing end of our domestic policy. Um, you know, we have one of the worst. We're back in a recession again. Uh, you know, and, and, and the vaccinations, well, I mean, I give credit to President Trump. He, he did uh, achieve Operation Warp Speed. And uh, I know had he not gotten that election stolen from him, he would have made sure that, although he wanted to get those vaccines out of there quickly, he would have made sure that he's not going to try to, you know, impose on any Americans to um, to force them to take it until they work out the tweaks. You know, the, the, the vaccine, which is not really a vaccine, is like any other 
vaccine when it first came out in its trial phases for like polio, influenza, measles, rubella. You know, in the beginning, they all have their tweaks. They have to be worked out, you know, and that's how they begin. Uh, that's how they become trials. Uh, it takes a couple of years to be, you know, fully tested and fully vetted to work out, you know, some of the adverse side effects that these drugs have to try to perfect it. And once again, I, I think this is just a distraction from the Biden regime of trying to focus on vaccinations and that there's consequences for those who refuse to be unvaccinated. And it's just to divert attention away because by far it's, as I said in the beginning of the show, it's the worst hundred days of any administration in American history that is not hyperbolized in any way, shape or form. It is not. It is not, ladies and gentlemen. And so it's a whole slew of issues on top of, you know, now you have these blue state governors that want to push these vaccines, push the vaccines, push the vaccines. Well, even red state. Um, I mean, yeah, Ohio is a red state, and, and, and DeWine's pushing it by, you know, giving a million-dollar lottery and saying, you know, kids who get it, like high school-age kids, can win four-year scholarships to college. Unbelievable. I got a good laugh for you guys. And if I may say one more thing, hold hold on before you get in that laugh, because I don't want to lose this thought, but I want to hear it because you know what? I welcome a sense of humor on the show. It kind of helps to divert from the scary stuff that's going on. You know, Joe, the guy from New York who calls in, thinking of what he said on the last time I was on the show. And he hit the nail on the coffin. And I, I know I use that phrase a lot, but, you know, he said that the problem is that the Republicans' establishment are in beds with the Dems. And it's true. Yeah. It's true. And, and, and the way that he feels towards both parties and that both parties do not have American interests, true. So then when people say, well, then how are you a supporter of Trump? Aren't you contradicting yourself? And I'm like, no, I'm not, because he ran and governed as a conservative populist. And that's why he rubbed so many backs the wrong way, because that was a cardinal sin within the establishment ranks of the GOP. Because the GOP don't have our back. They never have. They haven't had our back for over 100 years. Neither has the Dems. And let me tell you something. Be careful what you wish for, ladies and gentlemen, because had the RNC had any common sense, they would have said, although we don't like Trump, although he's not one of us, let us take the RNC's entire power and let's take all our legal teams and let's deploy them in all the five states where the numbers were rigged even more if you count Arizona, and let's make sure that we don't let the Dems steal it. But no, you had a private session in which they wanted this to happen, and now they're regretting it. Oh, now you regret it? It's a little bit too late for hacks like Liz Cheney, Mitt Romney, Mitch McConnell, uh, Thune. It's a little bit too late, guys. What did you think was going to happen if you took Trump out of the equation? What did you think was going to happen if you allow Biden to steal the election? And one more point, and then I'd love to hear that joke. Do you realize how George W. Bush and Dick Cheney have been completely silent about the Biden administration? Or, I'm sorry, the Biden-Harris regime? They have not said one peep 
and that's because they sold their soul to the devil, all because their pride got hurt when Donald Trump spoke the truth during the 2015-16 primaries. He spoke the truth, and yes, low-energy Jeb, and instead of putting their country first, oh, their egos were wounded. So they're going to betray their country, and while they could be voices for conservatives, and they should be openly speaking out against the regime, they're completely silent. They have betrayed their own country over one man. Couldn't handle because Trump threw the punches. Okay, maybe he said some things, but are you going to betray your country for that? Are you going to sell your soul to Biden for that? And when John Boehner, he, he, he came out with a new book, you know what he called Biden? He said Biden is one of the most moderate Democratic presidents in history. And I'm thinking, no wonder why you guys failed when you had him as Speaker of the House. No wonder why Romney didn't get across the line in 2012. See, all these antiquated ways of how the GOP has operated has produced failure and no positive consequences. And here comes Trump, and not because Trump is a wizard, not because Trump is a genius, it's because he chose to say, I'm going to govern, not as a Republican, not as a Democrat, but as a populist, as I see fit. I'm going to put America first, country above party. And he's paying the price for it. And I'll defer back to you. I'd love to hear that joke. Wow. Whew. Okay, guys. So the next vaccine benefit that's going to be rolling out you're going to get federal debit card to get lap dances at the strip club. But here's the catch. Oh, After man. The now, see now. Now, you got my weakness. I might have to get the COVID shot now. Man, come on. You get free man, can I get once a month or once a week or how often? I, I don't know. That might be worth <laughs> Man. You, you, you got to come back yearly for your booster shots. Pfizer has announced booster shots and Dr. Fauci talked about that today. But the one catch is that stripper that gives you the lap dance, she has to have a mask on. Oh, forget it. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Never mind. No, no thanks. (laughs) Have you guys ever uh, seen that video on uh, YouTube uh, titled The Band Played On? The Band Played On? Yeah, I would I would advise you to look at it. What it speaks of the beginning of AIDS here in the United States. And it talks about uh what's his name? Gallows. Gallows at that time seemingly was like Fauci. And uh it's real good. It tells you it, it gives demonstration about how the bureaucrats work when it comes down to these pandemics, these uh, viruses. You know, it began with Ebola, then it centered in on the gay community in San Francisco, and the one guy, what was his name, Campbell? It depicts him in there, too. But uh, I would advise and recommend that the band played on for everyone to take a look at. Uh, Yes, sir. Uh, AIDS. My grandfather uh, knows this too. Engineered in a laboratory 
UCLA 1961-62. It was added to the hepatitis B vaccines that the majority of the gay community was taking. It was also added to the smallpox vaccine that killed 15 million Africans. They were adding the AIDS virus that was creating a laboratory to vaccines, but they were also with the PCR test that they're using today with COVID. They use the same PCR test. Dr. Fauci worked with uh, Dr. Gallows, and that's in the pandemic. I believe that's in that pandemic documentary on BitChute that got a ton of views. It's called the pandemic with Judy uh, Mikovits, if I can pronounce it correctly. Mm-hmm. But but they deceived people by prescribing toxic drug that killed a lot of people called AZT. That was the psychological operation behind AIDS. Now, the athletes started figuring out because you had a track star. He would take an AIDS test on the West Coast, test false, take the AIDS test on the East Coast, and test positive. That's when people started to figure out the test wasn't consistent. But the reason Magic Johnson is doing good today because he never took the toxic AZT drugs. But it's the same PCR uh-huh. test that was used in the 80s for AIDS is used for COVID-19 today. It's the same PCR test. It's the same test. It's, 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 a, it's a scam. The same thing with your flu shots. There was an epidemiologist that died. He worked at the CDC. They tried to say he drowned himself. Uh, Cunningham. I think, let me, let me look it up in brief. I think it was Timothy Cunningham. Uh, they tried to say he drowned himself. He was trying to blow the whistle. Yeah, Timothy J. Cunningham died three years ago. Uh, epidemiologist that worked for the Center of Disease Control, they tried to say he drowned himself. He was trying to blow the whistle that these flu shots contained uh, deadly ingredients, and these flu shots were causing damage to healthy people because you have clean water except the fluoride. The fluoride is a docile American. And then you have good hygiene. You don't qualify for any vaccines. You don't qualify for any flu shots. In the mid-'90s was when autism started to explode because the vaccine companies knew we're not going to be held accountable. Why? Because we have a 1986 vaccine law that makes us exempt from prosecution. 1986, Ronald Reagan signed it into law. He made the vaccine manufacturers exempt from prosecution. In the mid-'90s, that's when autism started to explode. If celebrities were talking about it, they knew about it. Donald Trump knew about the autism problem. And so it's big pharma. They gave them this, this credibility that's just, uh, it's just not deserved. And Timothy Cunningham lost his life over that. Uh, and you know what the sad years. part is? Like, you know what the sad part is? If, mm-hmm. like I said at the beginning of the show, if the FDA came out with a drug tomorrow and said that it's 100%, 100%, that if you take it, there's no way you can get COVID, it, was, it would still be used as a tool by the left to weaponize them regardless. It, w- it wouldn't suffice. And actually what you brought up, which I didn't know about, that's scary. That, that even scares me more about the vaccine now that I know about that. Well, and look at that video. It's, it's not about you the vaccine. Yeah, you sure. get a chance. Look at that video. And mm-hmm. uh, what, what's the, what, uh, the website or the URL so I, I can gain access to that video? It's on YouTube. It's a, it's a YouTube, YouTube video. Type okay. in, the band played on. Wow. 
I'm going to look at it, but I'm already getting goosebumps. Can you imagine that, Robert? I mean, I, I didn't know that. I'm, I'm grateful you came onto the show and you're speaking the truth because that makes me even more now apprehensive about not wanting to take the current uh, trials that are out. I mean, I don't even know. Well, you know, you, you, you can't tell people not to. You only can tell yourself. But we see what's going on. It's the fear. The, the fear factor that's been imposed. You got two things, fear factor and ignorance. <clears throat> the two working together. And that makes for a deadly combination. You couldn't have said it any better. And that's why I say this has been used as a tool by the left, weaponized. And, and, and it's a shame. It's a travesty what's going on. To destroy millions and millions of Americans' livelihood, just to use it and politicize it, shame on anyone or anyone who's a culprit of it. Anyone or everyone who's ever been a culprit of, of, of doing this and destroying our country and, and putting people they don't out care. The they don't. They don't care. They don't. And they, they pulling out all the stops. You know how the Democrats re- would rebut that uh, they don't want to come out to your guns? Well, hell, the uh, Supreme Court unanimously rebuffed Biden's administration a warrantless search for handguns. Well, that don't sound like to me you're not thinking about coming after citizens' handguns. Yeah. And do you know what's so absurd about that? All the stats show that the states that have the most stringent gun laws are blue states and Democratic strongholds, and the states that have the laxest gun laws tend to be red states. The irony and the double standard of the left. And you know the funny thing about that, and I'm going to tell you about the hypocrisy. You had that incident in Kentucky with Breonna Taylor. And it was a blotch that came out and said it was a blotch police action. And everybody was pissed because of the warrant. They talked about we need to do away with no knock right, warrant not and so warrant, on and so yeah. on and so on. Well, lo and behold, here's Joe Biden administration wanting to give police the authority to come in and take your guns without a warrant. They're pulling out all the stops, and we have to fight back. Those that care about the future of your grandchildren and also the U.S. Constitution, we got to fight back. <clears throat> you know, I'm going to tell you, I have a cup of coffee on my desk, and the cup is called Civil War. Last two or three weeks, I've been stirring. I've been stirring that cup of coffee with my finger. I've been stirring it with my finger, but I tried to stir it today. It was too hot. It was too hot for my finger. It's no longer a Cold War. It's very fastly creeping away from a Cold War. I hate to yeah. say it. Yeah, but yeah, well, unfortunately, we've kind of been kind of alluding to that for for, for for a long time here. I mean, and, and especially, I mean, I do. I mean, if they think that these um, now, it's going to be state by state, thankfully. But I mean, we need, you know, again, it's time to you know reach out to your legislators. And that's why I didn't, another thing I didn't really uh, agree with Newt, you know, in the conference calls, somebody else you asked him a question about, you know, hey, priming people out like, you know, Gonzalez um, and Kinsey or stuff like that. And he didn't sound like he was, he was for it. But, it's like, I mean, we need 
uh, I mean, we need to vote these guys and gals out. I mean, like Liz Cheney. Uh, they need to go. And I think that's, you know, why it's funny, you know, you look on Twitter, there's so many people who seem to be happy about, oh, you know, there's this, all this discord in the, in the Republican Party. And they're all cheering as if, oh, this is a bad thing for the Republican Party. But it's actually a good thing because what I think at least is what's happening in the Republican Party now, and I think this is because of Trump, and I think them seeing the people's reaction uh, to Trump is these Republicans, as we said for a long time, for years here uh, on the show, is uh, most of not maybe not most of them, but a lot of them, if not most of them, are pretty much on the same. You know, they're just a different side of the same coin. They're they're career politicians of the political class, and I think what's happening to the Republicans is that they see how the people reacted to Trump, and they're like, oh shit, we got to actually care about America. We actually should care about our constituents. We should actually represent our constituents and put, you know, again, put America first. And so we need to get the Liz Cheney's out. We need to get the uh, the Romney's out, the Adam Kinzinger's out, uh, you know, the um, Anthony Gonzalez. Get, get them out and get people who are actually patriotic Americans. And, and the thing is with the Democrats that, that bothers me the most is that you know if, if you want to be the representative if you want to be representatives of the world and, and, and represent the, a globalist government then, then then come out and say it that's the problem is they lie about it because they know yeah well, it wouldn't fly with the American people um, but, but but just be honest about it. I think I, would, I mean I don't respect Democrats by any stretch of the imagination but I'll at least have some kind of modicum of respect for them and then just came out and told us the truth hey look you know, our goal is to integrate the United States into a world government and see where the United States can help out the rest of the world. If they actually came out and said that, then many be, you know, even if it costs us. If they actually came out and said that and admitted it, I'd have just a little bit of respect for them. But they don't. They try to lie and, and, and try to act like these are the things that are good for America. And, Robert, although there is discord in the GOP, there is more division than ever in the Democratic Party. And so they're using that to divert from the real problems that are going on in the Democratic Party. Because in reality, there isn't really that much discourse as they're making it to be in the GOP, because it all comes down to the never-Trumpers, the Liz Cheney's, the Mitt Romney's, the Pat Toomey's, um, you know, the the uh, Mitch McConnell's against Donald Trump, who Lindsey Graham said it best. He said last week, the GOP cannot move forward without Donald Trump. Because Lindsey, he's smart. He gets it. He understands that 81 million Americans voted for Trump unequivocally. They voted for his policies. They voted for his stellar record. They voted for his viewpoints and his stances. They voted because they love that he governed as a populist as a conservative, not as a Republican. And so, damn right, so the GP is in trouble because they realize the establishment realizes that they can't get across the line without Trump. 35 Republicans, including Kissinger and Liz Cheney, yesterday voted in the House to open up an inquiry about January 6th. I mean, 
That is so sad when you have to do that because they can't they can't handle the truth like uh, a few good men in in that classic line at the end of the movie yeah. if you ever saw that the movie when when uh, Jack Nicholson says you can't handle the truth Liz Cheney melted down on Brett Baer's show last week when she was voted out uh, as the third ranking member of of the of the GOP uh, and she, she's just She's having a meltdown because at the end of the day, Robert, you said it best. We did not vote these politicians to vote their damn, their damn conscience. We elected them to vote our conscience. And when they got the power, they forgot that. And there's a price to pay when you screw over the people. And 81 million Americans have been disenfranchised, but make no mistake, we're not going away. This isn't like previous elections where Republicans lost. And we were encouraged by the leadership to say, well, it stinks, but uh, take your ball and go home. No, we're not taking our balls and go home this time because we do that. We will end America as we know it. America will cease to be a constitutional republic and the land of the free and the home of the brave. We're not taking our, we're not taking our, uh, our ball home this time. You got 81 million American patriots who are pissed and disenfranchised. And yes, you said it best. We must fight. There's no other way out of it. We either fight or we lose this country. There's no other options on the table. Now, we could either fight legislatively. We could fight by recalling governors. We could fight by helping to get politicians across the line. There are different ways. But we can't rest on our laurels, and we can't complain and moan but sit there and do nothing with their actions because you're right. Future generations are counting on us. And as I said on this show before, for all the generations before us who fought, who bled, who died to make sure that America was the land of the free, the home of the brave, let's not make their deaths be in vain. Let's honor them by continuing to fight for the next generation to come and preserve our country and ensure it will always be the land of the free and the home of the brave, not Western Europe, not a socialist country, not a communist country. All the immigrants that are here, they've escaped those regimes to get away from it. If you were to ask a Venezuelan or a Cuban or even an African dissident, they'll be the first ones to tell you. And they actually laugh at the Democratic Party, but in, 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 not in a humorous way, but they're like, you, you don't know what communism is, do you? You have no idea what socialism, do you? You guys are just a bunch of video with big mouths. You have no idea. Go to Venezuela. Go to Cuba. Go to China. Go to North Korea. Go to Iran. Go to those countries. And just for the crime of speaking your mind, see where they take you. A government that can take you and violate all of your human rights and make you disappear off the face of the earth. And that, my friends, is hypocrisy. Those on the left who are saying socialism and communism and great, if it's so great, why aren't you migrating to Venezuela? I hear the weather is pretty good this time of the year. That is so hypocritical. And if you can't see that from a mile away, I'm sorry, but you've been brainwashed and you have no common sense. And no wonder why these politicians continue to be elected, because idiots continue to keep them in power. Idiots. All you need is common sense. 
Well, that's well said. But the common yeah, sense I mean, is... I hate to say that about my fellow Americans, but I hate to say that about my fellow Americans, but, but you're, you're right. <laughs> I mean, they have allowed themselves to be fooled by the, 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 the Democrat Party through the media. It just amazes me how many times I say, like, on Twitter, like, it amazes me how much you guys think if you hear something over and over and over again, you must think it's true. And just because you – and what they think is, hey, wait a minute. On CNN, they're saying this. On MSNBC, they're saying this. On NPR, The Hill is saying this. The New York Times is saying this. And it's like, do you see how the, all these you know, supposed news outlets are using the very same words and phrases as each other? And those words and phrases just happen to be the narrative that's coming out of the Democrat Party? And, and they don't, but they think, oh, well, all, all these places are saying it, 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 it must be true. Uh, no. That's why even since 2012, we've, you know, we've always pushed on Bart's logic. Do your own research. You know, don't, you know, rely on everything that, um, you know, you, you see, especially if you, if you hear it over and over again. Eh, probably not, you know, check it out because it's probably a good chance it's not true or it's not, a, you know, all the way true. And they're, they're just putting their spin on it. Well, you know, that can go both ways. The old saying is all them people can't be lying. <laughs> but you talk about the, the the voters. You know, I was arguing with someone in Detroit. Seemed like I always get in an argument. In the 13th district, used to be John Conyers, is now held by Rashida Taib. It's Democrat. How that person got right. elected is beyond my comprehension. Over 600,000 blacks in Detroit, and they continue to vote for this lady. And everything out of her mouth is about Palestine, Palestine, Palestine. And I'm like you. I don't understand it. I really don't. Well, and they're, and it's not the I mean, they're, just, they're, I mean, they're, they're, they're anti-Americans is what they are. Yes, they are. Yeah. That's yeah. I, I just don't, I don't understand how anti, people who are actually anti-American got voted to represent Americans. Yeah, and, and when the, when when the globalists fund both sides of a war, people people it, it really confuses a lot of people. Like in Africa, in Africa, for example, the vaccine trucks show up. They know how evil uh, vaccines are in Africa. The people get to running. They don't want experimental vaccines. So they literally have to bribe the leaders of the countries in order for them to experiment on Africans with with experimental vaccines. So what they do, they just civil war in Africa was their objective for reducing population in Africa, just fund both sides of the tribes and civil war. And 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 that's kind of thinking what's going to happen to Japan and the other countries that won't accept vaccines is eventually war War will happen as a plan B, but they really want the vaccine to be plan A. And I think that's kind of what they want in America too. You know, if the vaccine don't succeed, plan B, civil war, yeah. But they fund both sides. Don't let, don't let that confuse you. Well, we know the answers. We know the hidden tricks. 
I hear people on shows, this one too, talk about and they are revealing the hidden tricks that we have talked about for a long time. Now is the time, and you see that we're in the two-minute warning, well into it. we got to do some action. I mean, simple things like get on your local school board, work to enact legislation in your state where you can recall school board members because that is one area of contention where these ideologues from the left want to target your children. See, we can sit here and say that we're working hard for the future of our grandchildren, but they also are working on your grandchildren too. Where at one point in the future, your grandchildren will be calling us old crazy men and women. <laughs> in indoctrination, we talked about that. I think last week or two weeks ago, we talked about the indoctrination. I was saying. Uh, unvaccinated or terrorists, you know, they're going to push that. Uh, they really do want a civil war between the unvaccinated and vaccinated. White against black. Uh, eight special civil rights for Asians. And you do know why they have special civil rights for Asians, right? Because you guys are coming under Chinese control. The country's coming up under Chinese control. How can you exercise Chinese control without uh, a new civil rights legislation? Do you see where I'm coming from? Well, they don't like merit. You see that in your school, you know, your private schools where they penalize Asians on the SAT test and Hispanics and black. They give them points before they even start. And uh, that's doing a disservice. And I don't blame the students. But, you know, and uh, and it's not all. I'm speaking on African-Americans. Barb has heard me speak this before. It's not these kids' fault. It's society and the parents' fault in these areas, these urban school districts, heavily controlled by the American Federation of Teachers and the National Education Association. They influence your politics. They will threaten to run candidates against a politician that's doing things like that's favorizing school choice vouchers and so on and giving the parents the right over the school district and not the state board of education or the board of education. They don't like that. And then that's where they get into these school districts and they start, uh, if your child has any 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 inkling on what conservatism is, and this is occurring at your colleges. I talked to a professor here last week. They would shut you down and threaten to take your admissions from you and everything else. It's terrible. It's just like black conservatives. Black conservatives can't speak out. They get fired or be ridiculed, persecuted really what it is, it's everything lacking being nailed to a cross. And that's racism. When blacks do that to blacks, it's racism. No matter if it was whites doing it to black, it's not the color of the skin. It's the act. It's the same act. 
Look at some of your notoriety, your Steve Harvey and some other like Michael Jordan, who's conservative. And they just dog the heck out of those two guys. You, I dare you. Joe Biden, you ain't black if you ain't voting for me. This man oh, is a hyper. He's God. a hyperball racist. How in the heck did oh, you vote for God. that? Tell me, please. I don't understand it. You know, this wouldn't be a bad fight. This wouldn't be a bad fight. If it wasn't for all these things that keep popping up, you never would have thought you would see something like this. You are completely baffled, rocked on your feet. And here's the thing. A patriot shouldn't be tied to a political party. A patriot is a patriot. You vote on who is going to represent your interests. You're right. Yeah, it's well, interest. And, and real quick, and we're going to bring John. We're going to bring John in, and we are uh, only got about 11 minutes left uh, to the part of the show where don't let your uh, mics or your phones uh, uh, log off or hang up or whatever. She won't be able to, to to call in after the next 10 minutes. So keep those uh, phones or mics charged. Uh, but of course, we still have another hour, and you know. One of the things I, I go back to a lot, because back in 2012, um, give you a little background, then we'll bring in Joe. Uh, you know, I started the show in 2012 because I was a, a guest on a number of uh, podcasts back in 2012 when I was uh, the phone team captain and then uh, uh, state team captain for the uh, grassroots campaign for Gang Grips. And so I was a guest speaker on, you know, caller and in, in a, in a number of uh, podcasts. And someone came up and said, you know, Robert, you maybe should, uh, you know, maybe do your own show. I was like, okay, you know, you know, I think I will. And then I started Bart's Logic, and I was laid off at the time um, because of, you know, Tommy reeling from the two, what happened in 2008, and this was in 2012. I mean, I actually, I had a degree from a good college, graduated cum laude, uh, had decades of management experience, and I couldn't find a job for a year and a half. So I thought, well, I'm going to do something. You know, I'm not going to sit on my ass and do nothing. So, yeah, I campaigned for, you know, for Gingrich for when he was running for president in 2012. And so we started the show, and after, you know, after, you know, Romney got pretty much, you know, what we call coordinated as the, uh, the GOP uh, to run against uh, Obama – which, of course, he, Romney was the worst candidate to go up against Obama. Um, you know, I, I stopped, you know, I couldn't, I, I, I railed against Romney for months. And then I started interviewing a lot of candidates from third parties. Like, uh, we had a lot of, you know, we had Green Party people on. We had Libertarians on. We had, you know, uh, Constitution Party. Uh, like Virgil Goode, he voted. He, he ran for president in 2012 for the Constitution Party, and we had him on a number of times. And you know, I had, uh, you know, so we're really interviewing a lot of these different candidates uh, in 2012, and, and, and even those again running for president. And I mean, I had people calling in. I mean, hating me. Oh, they hated me. And why aren't you, you know, supporting Romney? And why aren't you supporting the? Uh, the Republicans, you, you're just going to, you know, help uh, Obama to win. 
But I'm like, look, if you look at Obama and you look at Ro- two things. One, I can't rail against Romney for, you know, months and months and months and then turn around and say, oh, yeah, yeah, he's a candidate you should vote for. I, I just couldn't do it. And, and during that time, uh, around Father's Day, uh, so we all know Father's Day is in June, and uh, my daughter gave me this, uh, this beer cozy. I still have it. Don't ever use it for a can of beer. I use it like pencils and pens and stuff, but it's on my desk. And the reason why I bring it up is, is there's a quote that really hit me at the time. It really meant a lot to me at the time uh, because it had meaning uh, of, of this quote and, and who said this quote. Because the quote is from George William Curtis. And, and, and you know, George William Curtis was a Republican. He was actually one of the founders of the Republican Party. And he left the Republican Party because he disagreed with who basically the Republican Party chose to be their, uh, their nominee. And I thought, wow, we really got, you know, at least just this one thing, me and George William Curtis, you know, in common when we were both basically hated. I mean, I got a death threat one time, and I got a lawyer calling. Somehow he's going to expose me for what? There's nothing to expose. But, but I mean, I even got death threats. I haven't had some people who thought Bard's logic single-handedly caused, you know, Romney to lose the election. So I did get a lot of I, – I was, I was getting pressure, and, and a, a pressure from a lot of conservatives um, who were also, you know, talk show hosts and, you know, activists and things of that nature. Um, but I, this is on point with what you guys were saying when it comes to patriotism. Uh, and, again, mm-hmm. this is from George William Curtis. It says, a man's country is not a certain area of land, of mountains, river, and woods, but it is a principle. And patriotism is loyalty to that principle. And that's how I see, and that, and that's how I see, uh, that's how I see patriotism. And, you know, you know, again, I just want to bring that up uh, because, you know, I thought it was relevant to, to what you're saying, not to a party. I, I, don't, I don't hold an allegiance to a, a certain party. I have parties that I have more, you know, affinity with, such as, you know, I, probably, I definitely have more affinity to the De- Republican Party than I do the Democrats. But, I mean, if I, you know, had the sales – the most I had affinity for was, you know, if there was ever a populist party or, you know, again, the Constitution Party. Because Virgil Good, I tell you what, if he would have gotten elected, he would have been a great president. Um, but anyway, that being said, I do want to bring John on. We have heard from John for a while, so let's uh, bring him in, see what he's got to, to say on our, our, you know, topics tonight. So let's go ahead and welcome John. Thank you very much, John, for coming to the show. How are you tonight? Hey, everybody. I'm doing fine. Stephen, Joseph, Robert, Pionki. It's all good to hear you. Um, I'm not sure this is right on the same topic, but I wanted to briefly touch about the January 6th commission that was passed today. Is that okay? Oh, gosh, yeah, certainly. I've been, I've been reading all kinds of stuff about that on, on Twitter. So, yeah, I definitely want to hear some stuff about that. Oh, well, I don't really have a whole lot of stuff to add. I was just wondering if anybody was thinking about it or looking into it, because today the House of Representatives passed the uh, January 6, 2021's investigative commission bill. It's called H.R. 3233, and they passed it 50, uh, 252 to 175. And 
you know, what prompted me to want to call in about it is Pionki was talking about doing some action and whatnot. Well, I called in to um, a few of our congressmen, and I said, okay, you guys consider yourself to be the victims, and now you want to put this commission together. And all of you victims are going to now sit on this commission as judge, jury, and executioner? Where's the impartiality and, and, and the constitutionality of that? And so I didn't know if anybody else had been thinking about those kind of things, but calling your congressman and senator and questioning them from that standpoint and saying, hey, whatever this commission is, how are you going to make sure that it's impartial and fair to the people, you know? And then I also went on and added, because I only got the staffer, you know, I don't ever get to talk to the representative. And I told him, I said, look, the real perpetrators are you folks in Congress. When you pass a bill and a law and you, de- you know, deprive us of our due process rights and our right to redress of grievance, then you're destroying my private property. I'm sorry, John. We got some static or something. If someone's hearing that coming through, if they can mute their mics, or it might be uh, NSA Bob interfering again. But oh, there we go. It's gone. Oh, good. Go ahead, John. And you made an excellent. I mean, you made an excellent point. That's great. And I got some comments I want to make myself. But but no, that's a great point. Yeah, how can you have impartiality if you guys are the ones who felt like you were victims? That that sounds like a lynch mob to me. Is what it sounds like. Exactly. I'm so tired exactly. of hearing about this. I mean, it is the biggest distraction in the in, 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 this year. Out of everything, we've got so much going on. We can't, people can't even find gasoline in Western D.C. the other day. Out of everything that's going on, this is what is talked about more than anything else. I, I just don't. Can distractions later go ahead, sir. And what I wanted to go ahead and reiterate is, you know, if they're going to be the victims, how could they be the judge, jury, and executioner that's impartial? So, therefore, it's unconstitutional. But I also said, well, hey, you remember back in 2016, whenever everybody was up in the air and had a problem with the election because Donald Trump won. And what did Donald Trump do? He put together an election integrity commission. And then in some time, I don't remember if it was late 2017 or early 2018, he had to decommission that commission because all of the leftists kept throwing so many darn lawsuits against the commission that they weren't ever going to get anything done, and they were just spending money hand over fist. And I'm like going, every turn, when you talk about getting fair and election this or whatever, like the Russian hoax and all these other different hoax, the Democrats and the establishment Republicans spent millions upon millions upon millions of dollars trying to find out the truth and integrity in those systems. And now we want some truth and integrity about the 2020 elections, and you guys want to put a commission staff with supposed victims who are actually not impartial, I think there's a lot of con scam going on, but I just wanted everybody to be thinking about that and calling your congressmen and your senators and letting them know. Thank you yes, for sir. the time. And it, they filed criminal charges on Donald Trump in the state of New York. Now, see, ladies and gentlemen, they do not want him to run again. 
they're going to well, – that's no. another thing we need to fight against. We need to fight against uh, – what's that called when you file false charges against somebody on the state level? They're, they're trying to do everything they can to stop him from running again. It's they love distracting people. False, yeah, yeah. That filing a false police report against Donald Trump in the state of New York. Look, if you if you're going to do something, try to do it. But but soon as he talked about running again, bam, bam, that popped up, and you you already know what it's about because they don't want him to run again. That's just your country's been infiltrated. That at the bottom line, state, federal. I mean, your country's been infiltrated. Do you have some good guys out there? You do. But the the scams are going to be beyond imagination. I mean, they, they I mean, can't even run for the office without uh, certain situations just popping up out of nowhere. Uh, that's kind of what the Capitol attack. Of course, you guys did voter fraud on a massive level, and you expect no blowback. That's un. That's un. What's that called? Uh, unrealistic. Unrealistic. All that vote fraud, they don't want any blowback. They want you to just be quiet and sit at the house. They don't want you making any noise about the vote fraud. No, if you really believe vote fraud is is going on, you're going to make some noise about it, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's unrealistic. One of the things that bothers me the most about, you know, this commission, and again, John, you made a great point there. Is and, 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 and that, yeah, definitely call you know call them and, and make that comment because I I think it's a very valid point. But the thing that gets an, uh, always gets into my crawl about these guys after January sixth is like so you had some people break into the Capitol and what what do the politicians do? They build walls around the Capitol. They get extra guards. To protect them. So you had an entire summer where you had these riots in, in, in cities, in major cities. And people were like, oh, keep, keep trying to say it was an insurrection. But on the flip side, they don't want to call when all these uh, you know, Antifa you know, people were attacking federal buildings. That would be considered an insurrection as well. But they don't want to count that. So the thing that bothers me is so you you know, you politicians will protect yourself with guards, you will protect yourself with walls and barriers because you, the political class, feel threatened. But did you send guards? You even refused to send guards to the cities that were being burned down and people murdered? The, the politicians that you know, they you know, they, they didn't do anything about it. Are the politicians doing anything about the border wall, about protecting our citizens on the southern border by building wall or putting extra guards there? No. So what these politicians are actually showing, you know, we the people, the American citizen, is that they think they think they deserve more protection than we do. They don't care about our protection, but by God, you threaten a politician. And they want to erect walls. They want to get extra guards. And these guards have guns, by the way. And then they want to have these commissions to explore what happened. Let's get on behind it. Well, where's the commission 
for when people stormed you know, government buildings during the Kavanaugh hearing, banging on doors and going, getting in the, into those buildings. Was that an insurrection? You know, where were they? You know, where, where's, where's, where's the outrage with that? Where's the commission? Where's the commission about, you know, all the violence and destruction of about a billion dollars throughout the cities of America? And where's the commission with all these federal buildings and federal statues that, got, that, that were destroyed? Where's the commission on that? They are showing blatantly, and the reason why they could get away with it is because the vast majority of the media have become like the media of the, you know, uh, of the 1930s uh, Nazis and, you know, like the CCP today. They, they, cover for them, they, they cover for the government, you know. And, you know, they act as their propaganda arm, which right now the Democrat Party is, let's be honest, it's a federal government. It is the Democrat Party. And they're acting, I mean, I, I say all the time, we are, more, we are so much closer to being a China-style-like government than we ever have in, in American history. And, again, what they, they blatantly showed us, but only half of us, if that, are able, are able to see it. But they've already showed us that they don't give a, they don't give a rat's ass. For the citizens of these United States, it's all about protecting themselves. Oh, poor politicians felt threatened, and now they want to try to do something. Well, it do, and it, but it does play into one of their goals, you know, as you said, uh, Steve. Is yeah, I mean, it's all about not getting Trump to run. They're scared to death of Trump running again because they know. I think they already know that after four years they're done. After four years in the presidency, at least, I think they know they're done at least for the next eight years, because Biden is already starting to, you know, look like Carter, if not worse. He's already, he's already starting, and, and, and you've, heard the, you've heard us say it here on Bard's Logic a, a while ago, you know, that this is going to be like, you know, this could be like the, you know, the Carter administration. Now you're hearing that pop up all over the place. But anyway, is that they know two things, one, a, a number of things, but two things are not one. Biden's not going to make it a year, okay? But I, I don't see Biden in February of next year being president. I would be surprised. If, if he does make it a year, I don't think he's going to make it four. And then Kamala Harris, who couldn't even carry her state, has no gravitas to be able to run for president. She just don't. And whoever she picks her um, – you know, whoever she picks her VP to be will probably have nothing to do with merit. So they know that, you know, and especially the way things are going to be once they get through with the country, I think they know that, you know, they're probably not going to be able to win in 2024. And they certainly don't want it to be Trump, you know, because, you know, as you said, they're doing everything they can, uh, you know, to, to stop him. Because what he created was certainly a movement, and they can't afford to see that movement happen again. So, and they know the jig is up. We know, you know, how things are stolen. And, and again, that's why they're fighting these, uh, these audits so much. They don't want to see these audits because they're afraid of what they're going to come up with. Well, if you're so confident that these audits aren't going to show anything, why, why are you still afraid of them? Why, why are you trying to stop them? Of course, as I said, they give lip service to say, oh, we're trying to save the integrity of the election, which we know is bullshit. You know, so I'll get off my soapbox and, 
and, and go back down. Let's go ahead and I'll bring it back to you. Uh, uh, John, did you want to add anything else to that? And we'll bring in Joseph. Well, I do want to stress that one of the main distractions or, you know, tricks that they're trying to pull is to make everything a focus on Trump. But the truth, we have to let them know you guys are the perpetrators. When you deny us our rightful representation enacted, codified, and represented in the, all of the rules, laws, processes, and procedures, then you are destroying the legal effect of our personal property, and that's a felony, and you guys just want to brush it off and then blame Trump for everything as a distraction technique to take our focus off of the fact that you are the ones that's perpetrating the crime and claiming you're a victim. Well, and, they, and, and, and before I bring in Joseph, uh, yeah, well, yeah, and that's what it's projection. They, uh, if there's one thing I have to give the, the Democrats credit for, is two things. One, they're the masters of projection. They take whatever they're doing, especially if it's something something bad, and they try and they project it onto the uh, onto the Republicans or the people who you know who support you know Republicans. They're great at that, and two, they they, they were masters of. Of, of being able to manipulate people because look at the industries that the media – I'm sorry. Look, well, the media is part of it. Look at the industries that the uh, the Democrat – people who were Democrats got into. They really did get themselves infiltrated in places where people could be influenced. You look at your teachers. A lot of your te- – most of your teachers are liberals. Look at the media. Most of your media is, is liberals. Look at your uh, – your, your entertainment, your Hollywood, most of them are liberals. So they put themselves in positions to have influence over other people, people who can persuade other people. Whereas conservatives, we're the builders. We're actually the ones who built America. So we get positions that, you know, increase the, you know, the economy for the United States. Okay, that's the kind of positions we are. That's one of the reasons why we don't, you know, we can't get out and protest the way that we should. Because you know why? We're too damn busy working. We're not. We're not getting paid more for not working than we would working. Or, you know, they've decided, you know, that they're okay getting money from the government and living off the government so that they can go and go to all these protests. So. You know, so they're they're not they're you know, or it's their job to protest. You know, where they're at, they actually get paid to, to to be part of these crowds. So I mean, so they have positioned themselves, uh, you know, to to be where we're at, unfortunately. Um, but then what we need to do, real quick, Joseph, um, is we need to take our power back and say, look, we're the builders. We're, we're the builders here in America. We're we're the the service people. And we're going to, you know what, we're the one, we are the engine that runs the economy. And we, we need to find a way to use that. And I think boycotts, for, for years, conservatives like, oh, we don't boycott stuff. We need to start really boycotting. I mean, I love, you know what, I love Burger King. I love Taco Bell. You know, I, you know, you know what, once I found out that, you know, they're on the side of the left, don't eat Taco Bell anymore, don't eat Burger King. You know, I, you know love those two things. Don't do it. I, there's a show I liked on Amazon Prime. Oh, heard about Amazon. You know, Amazon got rid of Amazon. You know, there's, I'm, I'm weaning myself off Google. I never use Google anymore. I use DuckDuckGo. I moved from Gmail to ProtonMail, trying to get weaned off that. It's hard because you get you're so used to stuff, and it's going to take time. 
But that's the kind of things that, you know, I do it out of principle, but we need a lot more people to do those types of things. But anyway, Joseph, I'll get off my soapbox and and, uh, bring it back over to you. Joseph? No, and that was not NSA Bob whatsoever, so uh, sorry <laughs> about that once again. But, uh, yes, actually, this is, uh, 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 I think we're having an, another awesome blockbuster show, even though it was absent for two weeks. Uh, we have a lot of very, very fascinating viewpoints on this show. But we all share one commonality. We don't always agree with each other. We've had different people with different viewpoints. But the one thing we all agree on, and I could say, I could say this proudly, is that I am confident that everyone on this show tonight, that we all share one thing in common. We are true American patriots who love our country. We will defend our country at any cost. And we will not succumb to the left, we will not succumb to the mainstream media. We will not be victimized anymore. We're not going to take our ball and go home. No, we're going to fight. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be pretty. But we're going to do what we have to do. And we're going to do what we have to do, not just for us, not just for our loved ones and our family, but for future generations to come to ensure that this great country lives on long after we have departed. And I'm proud of each and every person who has partaked on this show today. And I'm proud to see that, if anything, American patriotism is not dead whatsoever. No, it's more alive and thriving more than ever. And it's ready to come out. And it's ready to hold those accountable, those who seek to destroy our way of life and our system. Basically, My message to those who seek to destroy our great country and demonize it and paint our country as being a horrible country that has committed atrocities, if we're so bad, why don't you go to another country? Put your money where your mouth is. We have a lot of hypocrisy going on in this country, and that's called cowardice. Hypocrites are cowards, in my opinion. And the truth is, And what they'll never tell you and what they'll never acknowledge is they know what awaits them, what fate would be of them if they were to go to another country. They know what would happen. They know their way of life would cease to exist, and so were their power. But make no mistake, they are enemies of this country, and not because I say so, not because I believe it to be, they are openly stating that America is a horrible country with a reprehensible history and an ugly history, and that we're systemically racist. No, we're not that. If we're so bad, why are you still here? That would be the fundamental question I would ask anyone who would dare to have the guts to tell me that America is a horrible country, then why are you here? Are you not contradicting what you what you what what you're just saying? If we're that bad, well, why it. are you still here? We're not keeping you here. AOC, yeah. Nancy Pelosi, Gav- Governor Newsom, 
the whole establishment, why are you here? There's the door. Don't let it hit in the derriere. There's the door. Put your money where your mouth is. Because other than that, you're just a bunch of cowards, hypocrites, who are drunk on power. Make no mistake, in 2022 and 2024, we will take back our country. We will hold you accountable. We will vote you out of office. And we will do whatever it takes to ensure that this nation continues to remain a free constitutional republic and the greatest country in the world. I am a proud American who loves my country. I take pride in being an American. I take pride in putting my country above any political party, religion, or affiliation. And I will die for my country, gladly, if I needed to. But I love my country. I am not ashamed to be an American. And anyone who dares or say they're ashamed to be an American, get there's the border. You know, there's, you know, there's an, uh, and, I, and I won't say it because I don't drop these bonds on Bart's logic, but there's an expletive um, that comes in, you know, that comes in before out. But I won't say it here, but I guess you guys could probably guess what that is. <laughs> Real quick, and I, want the, I know you want to chime in, Steve, uh, but I, I, I want to read this article I got here. It's, it's not on the, the website, but definitely check out the website at www.bardslogicpoliticaltalk.com. Check out the, uh, you know, the different pages as well as the, you know, the newsroom, or you can get a, you know, videos and, and uh, articles, things of that nature, and that's www.bardslogicpoliticaltalk.com. Uh, even subscribe to it. It only gives you weekly updates, so you're not going to get inundated with emails uh, by subscribing to the newsroom. Um, I don't keep anybody's email addresses, so it's just, you know it's not going to invade your privacy in that or anything of that nature. Uh, you could also send me messages through that. That's actually through the contact portal um, where you got my little elf friend there. He's opening up a little portal because I'm a big geek, and so I like – that put stuff from video games on my website. Because why? It's my website. And if I want to design it to be not look like other podcast websites, then well, so be it. Uh, but anyway, I got um, an article that kind of gives me some hope uh, here. And this one I just, I just you know, got off of Twitter. And, and I, I really wish I could spend more time on, like, Parler. And I, re- I really encourage people to get on Parler, an, an alternative spot. It's just unfortunately right now Twitter still is a, a, a premier place to, to get things in, in, uh, in, in contact with, like, politicians and stuff but, and, and candidates. Uh, but anyway, it says um, – but I won't say who got this article, and I'm actually surprised uh, that this um, so-called media organization even posted this article because it does give some hope. But, of course, they, they'll probably try to put it in a negative light. But anyway, it says – Voters in rural Oregon, and we all know about Oregon, right, guys? Uh, Voters in five rural Oregon counties approved measures on Tuesday to consider joining the state of Idaho, part of a long-shot grassroots movement. See, they had to throw that long shot in there. Long-shot grassroots movement to break with a state dominated by liberal voters west of the Cascade Mountains. Voters in Malheur, Sherman, Grant, Baker, and Lake Counties all approved measures that would require county officials to take steps to promote moving the Idaho border west to incorporate their populations. 
Oregon voters favored President Biden over former President Trump by a 56 to 40 percent margin in 2020, but voters in the five rural counties gave between 69 percent and 79 percent of the vote to Trump. They joined two other rural counties, Jefferson and Union, whose voters approved measures promoting a move to Idaho last year. The local measures are backed by Move Oregon's Border for Greater Idaho, a local organization that was to grow Idaho west and south into some counties of northern California. Kelly talks about that, about, you know, the state of Jefferson, right? But the Jefferson's also, it sounds like, might be wanting to move into Idaho. It says, the election proves that rural Oregon wants out. There you go, getting out. Wants out of Oregon. So good for them. If Oregon really believes in liberal values such as self-determination, the legislator won't hold our counties captive to our, against our will, said Mike McCarter, a conservative activist who heads the group. If we're allowed to vote for which government officials we want, we should be allowed to vote for which government we want as well. Sherman County's ballot initiative required county commissioners to promote realigning the borders. The other four counters require commissioners to meet a few times a year to discuss the prospects of moving state lines. Sherman, Jefferson, and Lake Counties are just east of the Cascade Mountains. Union, Baker, Grant, and Malheur are further east. And Malheur and Baker about current, <clears throat> excuse, abut the current border with Idaho. Voters in Harney County, east of the Cascades, and Douglas County on the Pacific Coast will vote on similar measures in future elections. So there's other counties that want to get out. Idaho Governor Brad Little has said he supports incorporating more Oregon, Oregonians within his state borders, but altering state lines is extremely unlikely. Well, you know what? Just because it's unlikely doesn't mean that it shouldn't happen. Actually, moving in lines will require a vote from the Oregon legislature which is firmly controlled by Democrats. Oregon and Idaho would have to strike a formal deal, which I think they still should fight for it, which would then need to be ratified by the U.S. Congress. Uh, Congress has only approved measures to change state lines on three occasions. Kentucky was carved out of a territory previously owned by Virginia in 1792. Maine was carved out of Massachusetts in 1820. And West Virginia was admitted to the Union in 1893 in the midst of the Civil War as Union counties separated themselves from the Confederacy. So why I brought this article up after seeing it is that, as I said, we need, we, we need to help, hope, of course, and, we, it, we, and it looks like people are actually doing something. So, I mean, it's, that's great to see uh, that people need to do that, or, or people are at least working on it. So that's that's good news that people are, are, are I've never heard of you know, well of course Kelly brings it up but you know but actually have moving a state line I think you know I, you know, I think that's great which and of course you know the Democrats who are the you know you know the hypocrites I'm trying to find a good adjective to to put with hypocrites um, but which of course they will fight against it even though. They want to actually move lines to make, you know, move borders, state borders, to actually make D.C. into a state. So you've got your hypocrisy there. 
But uh, I wanted to get that article out, Steve. Again, it gives us hope that people are out there. They're trying to do something. You've got these people in these counties saying, look, I'm going to get the hell out of Oregon, so let's you know, try to get these uh, the, the state lines moved, which, however unlikely, I mean, if it's something that's possible, which, you know, it's not unprecedented. There is historical precedent uh, for this. So I say, go, I say do it. Um, I say at least fight for it. I mean, as, as you said, uh, Joseph, you know, we got to fight. And so it's, it's good to see that there are people, you know, out there fighting. Uh, but anyway, I'll get off again my, my soapbox here. Um, now, we only got about 20 minutes before I have to get closing comments from everybody and close out the show. Um, of course, I do want to thank everybody for their participation tonight because, you know, it's not the host here uh, that makes uh, Bard's Logic a great show. It is you. Uh, the callers into Bard's Logic uh, that gives us great shows um, week in and week out. So I really appreciate uh, your contributions to everybody, certainly. And so let's go ahead and bring it back to you, Steve, and then we'll uh, you know move things on until uh, unfortunately I have to take uh, closing comments. But go ahead, uh, Steve. Uh, New Zealand. I remember, I think it was 10 years ago, Pete rich people were moving to New Zealand and Australia with uh, saying, I'm leaving America. My children are going to learn the Chinese language, Mandarin and Cantonese, and uh, there's not going to be anything left of America. And, and they moved. Rich people were doing this maybe 10 to 5 years ago. And then for the last couple of years, I would hear Democrats constantly praising China, praising China. I mean, praising China. Like they were best things since sliced bread. And now, as I connect the dots, it's all starting to make sense now. It really is. That's why there were so many people moving out the country. They knew this stuff was coming. Yeah, they knew it was coming. Yeah, I don't know if you guys had uh, heard anything about the uh, over the years about rich people leaving the country, moving to countries like New Zealand. Uh-huh, you know, that, I have. But, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they knew about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that left mindset in Western Europe, Canada, United States, that mindset of the left, it's, it's, all, it, it's all over. You know, um, it's all over, that mindset. We need to push the left more center, uh, you know. But it's a culture that they have, a culture that they've adopted. And and, and that's the big part of the fight is adjusting that culture back to what the left used to be 20 years ago under Bill Clinton. Now it's just... It, it, it's super far left. We gotta move it. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta get the left to change their ideologies, and and, th- and that will help out a lot of these problems. What do you guys think about that? Well, let's go ahead and um, we'll bring it to you, Bianchi, first, and then John, and then Joseph, and then uh, if I got some time before I have to move on to something, uh, I'll chime in. But uh, go ahead, Bianchi. Well, I'm not going to take long. My uh, message is. What I give all the time, I've heard others say it too, that we have to continue fight. This is 
well within the two-minute warning. And no time for the old cliche of shucking and jiving. We got to fight and do the simplest thing is run for the school board, help some conservative that's got a good mind to win an election and talk to people, especially your grandchildren and children. Thank you. No, no. Uh, thank you very much. Um, there, go ahead, John, and then uh, Joseph. Yeah, man, this is really frustrating. Um, to me, it's not just the Democrats or leftists. It's also the establishment Republicans and moderates that want to go along with certain aspects that they think you know will help. Like, you know, we had uh, Cheney. What's her name? Liz Cheney. People like that, you know, John Boehner was one of them, uh, Paul, or whatever. What's the guy that looks like Eddie Munster? Used to be a Speaker of the House. <laughs> Paul Ryan. Paul Ryan, thank you. Oh, oh yeah, Paul Ryan. <laughs> See, I, knew, I, knew you, oh, I knew you guys could help me out. I, I can't always remember all the names, but the point I'm trying to make is that is that I keep hearing different people continue to bash the – that may be true, but you can't ignore you got Republicans right in your doggone house with you that's selling you out down the river, lying to you in the face, and then turning yeah, around. Well, well, John, I don't know how – I don't know real, – real quick, buddy. I don't know how fair that assessment is because we blast on Republicans a lot here. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to uh, – you know, I'm interviewing folks who are trying to get Republicans out of office because – we, you know, like Kinzinger, we want him out. We want Liz Cheney out. We want Romney out. You know, we want, uh, you know, Anthony Gonzalez out. I mean, we, we do blast more on the left because the left is more responsible. Well, we, I mean, we have been saying stuff about Republicans, too. It might have been where, you know, you weren't here when we, when we did it, but we even did, a, we even did a fair share, I think, of going on on Republicans tonight as well. But go ahead. Well, wait, wait. well I mean, thank you for that pointer, Rob. I'm not referring to you or the people on this show talking. I'm referring to all of the mass of people that can listen to this show, even in the podcast. Oh, yeah. I gotcha. I'm listening. Like most of you, you check multiple different sources to get a feed on what's going on. And I hear these darn Republicans, especially with this thing that was going on today with the January 6th commission, where they just continue to want to beat up Trump about this deal, and I'm like, you guys are the perpetrators, not Trump, so quit blaming it on Trump, and so it makes me want to continue to beat this uh, banner of saying, hey, look, it's not only the left, it's a bunch of our own, you know, supposed Republicans that are just as crooked <laughs> yeah. in just a different way, and I don't know who all is going to be listening to this podcast, but I'm always trying to reach as many different people that's outside of this podcast, not just refer to the people that's talking on it, but also I wanted to point out is, you know, a lot of these people that are in these positions of wealth, especially in our government, they have these connections with the national corporations and all this AI and data mining. And I think you'll probably remember back in 2018, 2019, when I was tr I didn't call it cancel culture, but I was saying how they were going to use a and all this data mining and stuff to find out whose ideology lined up with theirs, and if it didn't line up with theirs, 
you were going to be living out of tents and out on the street because they weren't going to even give you an interview. They weren't even going to give you an opportunity to be hired because they're going to do all that against you. And you probably remember me saying about, hey, they are actually planning medically planned obsolescence. I didn't know it was coming in the form of COVID-19 and all this nonsense they're doing, but I could read the tea leaves from following all the directors of these multinational corporations and the postings that they make and finding out what their positions on a lot of these things. And until we get some people that's just as sharp, cunning, you know, wise as a serpent, gentle as a dove, and they know how to be able to get into these databases and and figure this stuff out and know how to stop these people from money laundering all of this money through our government to their special interest, we got a uphill battle to climb big time but if we don't focus on those aspects but there's probably plenty more i'm not saying i you know i'm touching everything i'm just saying these points are very important that we cannot keep overlooking or getting details and like pianchi giving details about getting into your local school um or whatever local run offices they are whether it be school board or otherwise commissioners whatever um your mayor your uh, city council board meetings and whatnot. It it all is very important, and each person is able to do what they can do, and hopefully we can support them and encourage them to continue to do their part. But we also still have to keep on the lookout for other people, like you were saying, to fill those, you know, get rid of the candidates that are near the wells or whatever you want to call them, and get good people in. But we got a, a number of other things I want to make sure that's on the top of our mind as we're going through it. And thank you so very much for the time. You guys have a blessed week, and I'll just continue to listen. Well, we, we'll still have closing comments kind of later, but I do got a list here, and I'll try to go through it quickly because um, we are running out of time, but I do think it's important to mention. I believe that the names on this list are those who actually voted for the commission. Okay, so if you're listening to this live or listening to this podcast, and you're in one of these states, uh, and if one of these uh, people are your representative, certainly as you pointed, as, as you stated uh, earlier, John, is you know the, get a hold of these folks. Of course, you'll probably talk to their gatekeeper. Uh, but yeah, make that comment. Say you know if you're the ones who feel like you're the victims, how can you you know be the you know the judge, jury, and, and, and executioner uh, of what comes out in this commission? So here's the, uh, the list. I think, again, I think it was thir- there's 35 of them of Republicans who actually voted for it. And this is uh, – what I'll do is, I mean, I'm just going to give their, um, you know, their, the, the, you know, their name. And uh, so there's uh, – now, I don't know what, what state is – oh, no, okay. Uh, so we have Don Bacon of Nebraska, Cliff Bentz of Oregon, Stephanie Bice of Oklahoma, of course Liz Cheney of Wyoming. John Curtis of Utah, uh, Rodney Davis of Illinois, Brian Fitzpatrick of Pennsylvania, Jeffrey Fortenberry of Nebraska, Andrew Gambrino of New York, Carlos Jimenez of Florida, Anthony Gonzalez, which on the – remember, the states are scheduled now. On the June 2nd, uh, we will be having – uh, uh, John uh, Jonah Schultz coming on, who's going to be running against uh, Anthony Gonzalez. So mark your calendars on that. So I'll be giving him an interview uh, in a couple weeks. Uh, but we have uh, Michael Guest of uh, Mississippi, Jamie Herrera Butler of Wyoming, or Washington, I'm sorry, 
French Hill of Alaska, Trey Hollingsworth of Indiana, Chris Jacobs of New York, Dusty Johnson of South Dakota, Adam Kinzinger of Illinois. And if you go back in our podcast, you'll see uh, last week, I believe last Monday, uh, we interviewed uh, Jack Lombardi, who is running against Adam Kinzinger. So if you want to hear his interview, and he stayed on for the entire show, folks. I mean, this guy stayed on our program here the entire show. He was on the whole three hours. This guy running, you know, as a representative, stayed on literally for the whole three hours, having a, you know, me and him at, having a, a converse, interview, but having a conversation. So uh, we invited, you know, uh, Catalina Lauf on the program. She's also running against Kinger. Uh, we have yet to hear from her, but of course, once there's updates, I'll you know I'll let you know. Um, but then there's a uh, Michael Guest of Mississippi. I already saw them, and then we've got um, John Katko of New York, David Joyce of Ohio. So I'll have to remember that one. David McKinney of West Virginia, Peter Meyer of Michigan, uh, Marionette Miller Meeks in Iowa, Blake Moore of Utah. Dan Newhouse of Washington, Tom Reed in New York, Tom Rice of South Carolina, Maria Salazar of Florida, Mike Simpsons of Idaho, Fred Upton of Michigan, David Valadio of California, Steve Womack of Arizona, Chris Smith of New Jersey, Van Taylor of Texas, and Tony Gonzalez of Texas. Now, one name, I, you know, so those are the representatives that, again, Republicans, to my understanding, who voted for the commission. Um, and a couple of those, uh, now that, you know, you know, we, we've already had people who are, um, you know, going to be primarying against them. So, of course, once we, you know, once I hear people, you know, more people who would be going up against them, uh, then, of course, we're gonna, I'm going to reach out uh, and try to get them onto the program because we definitely want to, you know, support these people who are willing to, you know, throw their hat in the ring to do that. So I definitely, uh, you know, thank you for that. So let's go ahead and uh, we've got about 20 minutes left. I'll need about uh, five of it. So we got about about seven minutes before we got to do uh, closing comments. So uh, let's go ahead and bring it uh, back to you, uh Steve, and then, you know, Joseph, and then, again, if after seven minutes, I'll probably have to, uh, to close some things out. But, uh, oh, we just lost. No, oh, we just lost Bianchi. And then um, you know, we were hoping that, well, I guess he got his closing comments, but we just lost Bianchi. Uh, thank you very, Bianchi, if you listened to the podcast. I uh, hope to hear him uh, again. Um, so, but let's go ahead and uh, bring it to you, uh, Steve. Uh, New Zealand, uh, five years ago, I found an article, uh, rich people moving to New Zealand. Uh, and for the rich Republicans that are still left in the country, um, if you guys don't spend your money to help, uh, get the country back to where it needs to be, uh, you're at risk for your money being completely worthless. So that is the message to the establishment Republicans. Let them know they guys might be wiped out if 
you know, your your assets is on the line as well. So I don't think you're going to be able to just sit back and let everybody else do all the hard work. It's not going to happen. It's unfortunate what's going on around here. Um, but yeah, it's it's DEFCON level one. It's, it's dangerous. So I, he said he was scared. He was he was afraid. Totally understand, guys. But you know. And that's why every show, I, you know, I talk about, you know, just, just put your faith in Christ and the Lord. If you don't believe in Christ, if you want more evidence that Christ is real, there's plenty of archaeological books that proves literally everything in the Bible, except the Book of Revelation. I mean, it goes over the whole thing. So, you know, um, because fear, it just causes people not to do action, not to move forward, not to come up with plans. Fear is just produces stress. It's not a motivator. It's not a builder. It it, it just incapacitates you. So it, it's, we just got to move forward without all the fear. You know, if you have to die for your freedom, then you have to do what you have to do. Also considering moving to Japan, moving to another country if you have the resources, starting a business possibly in another country. So, you know, if you have to do what you have to do, um, Republican states, they're going to probably end up protecting their own uh, Democrat states may end up bankrupt with so many people moving out, and I think that's why California kind of wanted to end the lockdown and get rid of the mask mandate because there was just too many people moving out of California, and the Democrats started to respond to about that issue. So you got, you know, you got we're, we're winning, we're winning a lot of the smaller, smaller battles. We just have to win the main war, the information war. And unfortunately, it, it comes down to that. Uh, brainwashing and uh, tradition. The tradition of a flu shot has to end. Uh, mixing flu shots with vax with the, with the gene therapy is not a good idea, ladies and gentlemen. It's very dangerous. You know, so if you have a family member, relative, they got the that you know the gene therapy, they should not be mixing that with a flu shot. That's dangerous. Uh, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny talked about that many times. Do not mix a flu shot with these gene therapies. And uh, anybody else want to make a comment? Well, uh, you know what, Joseph? I was going to bring it to you, so go ahead. So there's a lot of uh, great ideas of how we should fight and what we need to do to take back our country. Make no mistake. And I, I, I know John meant well. We call out Republicans as much as we call out Democrats all the time. We even call them by their names, Mitch McConnell, um, you know. Um, yeah, having a brain freeze over there, but no, we do, we do call them out. Uh, Mitt Romney, uh, Liz Cheney, um, Thune. Uh, we, we, we call them out all the time. We definitely call them out, um, not just because we're just calling them out, just for the sake of calling them out, but we, we call them out because they're establishment hacks who uh, loathe their uh, fellow constituents who, who has placed them in power and who has kept them in power. Uh, but if we don't address the root of where this all began – we're not going to know which battles to fight, which battles to choose, and which battles we can win. We have to address what happened on November 3rd, 2020. 
We have to address 81 million Americans who have been disenfranchised, and many of them were not even Republicans. A lot of them were not even political in any way, shape, or form. A lot of them were first-time people who voted in a presidential election. That's what people don't realize what the real power of Trump is and what a positive influence he had on our country and he continues to have. Donald Trump makes no mistake in calling out the GOP for who they are, a bunch of hacks, a bunch of frauds, a bunch of establishments that don't have America's best interests at heart. And make no mistake, we have to make sure that when we're beginning this fight, we're fighting on the right side. And John is right. We're not fighting for the GOP, and we're definitely not fighting for the left. We're fighting for conservatism. This show always touts that it's a conservative outlet. Robert, you do that beautifully. Notice how you never say this is a Republican outlet. And there's a reason for that. The people are tired of both parties. So is Donald Trump. That's why he never governed as a Republican. He knew he had to run as a Republican to get elected because it's a two-party system. But he changed the party in so many ways. If anything, I think he took the majority of the party with him. And No, I'm not talking about the politicians. I'm talking about the heart and soul of the party, and that's the 81 million Americans who voted for him. Without 81 million Americans, the GOP has no future. What many people don't realize is how did we almost take the House and the Senate? One main reason, Trump was on the top of the ticket. A vote for Trump was a vote for the Republicans to take back the House, was a vote for the Senate to retain the majority. He was on the ticket. He was the deal breaker. Many people who voted for Trump voted Republican across the lines because Trump pushed it at his rallies. He pushed the importance and significance of how important it was to take back the House and retain the Senate. And as Lindsey Graham once again said, I'm going to repeat it, there is no GOP without Trump. And basically what that means is Trump knows that the GOP sold their soul to the devil, and in doing so, they colluded with Democrats to rig the election, and Trump is not going to forget it. But remember, you have 81 million conservatives, libertarians, disaffected Democrats, disaffected Republicans, whatever you want to call yourselves, but we're 81 million American patriots strong, and we will do everything in our power to make sure that Trump lives on, and that we do everything in our power to promote more people like Trump who are American patriots who will always put America first at whatever the cost is, at whatever the price is. And those are my also closing comments. And it was a pleasure, an honor, and a privilege to be on this show with each and every one of my American patriots on here tonight. God bless. Stay safe. Don't lose morale because Americans, we've always found a way, even in the darkest days of history, we've always found a way to rebound. We always found a way to survive. We always found a way to overcome, and it's American 
unity. It's American patriotism that continues to thrive and live and pump blood in our veins. God bless you all. Be safe. Look forward to uh, being on the show. I hope you can all join us again next week. Thank you. Well, thank you very much, um, Joseph. Uh, certainly always appreciate uh, you coming in and your input. Uh, I do see that I've got to close things out in about uh, six minutes, not six minutes, four minutes. So I do want to give uh, a couple minutes uh, to you, Steve, and then you, John, and then I'll have to close things out. Uh, so go ahead, uh, Steve. And it's a spiritual batter, battle. Anything you see physically is also spiritually. Um, as far as what I talked about on previous shows, you know, uh, they're they're into worshiping Satan and pagan gods and and so because they believe they're going to get blessed, they believe Satan's going to bless them with a blessing. Uh, the, the Kabbalah, the Jewish magic that they practice in Hollywood, they, they believe Satan's going to bless them with a blessing, uh, earthly gifts, uh, fame, make them famous, notoriety. Um, they believe these things. So that's why they, and Satan demands a human sacrifice. So it's a spiritual warfare as well, and uh, part of the spiritual warfare is fear. Um, so things are not all physical. It also manifests in the spirit realm as well. And so so praying, pray without ceasing. Uh, the Bible talks about that as well. Uh, you know, you can read your Bible once a day, once a week, to start reading it. Um, I know um, I've had spiritual experiences as well. I've actually seen demons. I've seen into the spirit realm before. I know demons are real. I know these things are real, ladies and gentlemen. I haven't talked about my spiritual experiences on this show, but it's real. It's very real. So um, just keep that in mind. Um, when you're looking at these uh, situations that we find ourselves in, the spiritual aspect of that. There's a reason they don't want you going to church. There's a reason the lockdown, the shutdown of the churches, um, you know, and, and they were very, very happy about that. There's a reason why they were happy about the churches, churches being shut down, because there's a spiritual aspect to that battle. To that war in the spirit realm. And in 2 Corinthians, it talks about that Satan is the God of this world, but through humans, people like Bill Gates, that gives him authority on the earth. He, they operate through him. Uh, so that, that uh, just keep that in mind. When you're in Christ, you're not of this world, even though you're physically located in it right now. Uh, to separate your uh, mind, will, and emotions from the from the battle, it's, it, and it's a logical battle. Um, we have the high ground. That's the most important part. Is that we have the high ground, the moral high ground. That's that's the most important part. You guys have a good night. And I'm I'm starting to fall asleep myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, I appreciate it. And um, uh, lastly, uh, oh, I get I, I I talk for a living. Uh, 
So I know by the time I, on Wednesdays, by the time I'm done with the day, my mouth has been moving. My voice has been going for about 12 hours. So I, I get you. <laughs> so go ahead, uh, John, and then I'll, uh, just about a minute there, and then I have to, uh, almost two, but then I have to close things out. Go ahead. Yeah, this will be quick. I appreciate Steve and what he had to share there. And all. I wanted to emphasize, too, you know, the way these Democrats, the elite establishment, use their voters you know, trying to make them think they really care about them, but they really don't care. They don't have their well-being at heart. It's part of this move from these uh, leftist states like California, New York, Portland, stuff like that, is actually the establishment leftist strategy to water down the red states, trigger some of this stuff in order to force some of these people to move into these red states to try to gain more foothold in watering down the red states for elections. Anyway, thank you so very much. I appreciate it. And you guys have a blessed week and uh, take care. Well, certainly it's good to hear from you again. Uh, John, it's good to hear uh, back from everyone uh, as well. Of course, as I said earlier, uh, it's uh, not myself, but of course it's you, the, uh, the callers that make Bart's Logic, uh, you know, such a great program. And I certainly uh, appreciate it because this is not my show. This is your show. Uh, the people show, that's why we say Bart's Logic is the grassroots. We, the people show. And so we're hoping, uh, Again, to be able to see Amy next week or hear from her uh, next week. And then, of course, as I've mentioned, we have John Schulten, uh, who is scheduled uh, to be in on June 2nd. So looking forward to uh, those interviews. Uh, I know with Amy, she stated she's only got it in about a half an hour or so to uh, to talk with, uh, talk with us. So it may just be where uh, we just have a short interview and, and conversation with her. I don't know how much we'll be able to get others in, but it would still be good to, to hear from her and her uh, what experiences she can share uh, while she was uh, with the, you know, the Trump administration. So those I'm sure would uh, be interesting. And we definitely uh, looking forward to, of course, uh, Jonah Schultz and what he would do uh, in his bid uh, against uh, Anthony Gonzalez and, and, you know, show the differences between what it would be like as him as a representative uh, as it would be uh, for Gonzalez. And I know one thing that he said that he would be against, uh, would be, you know, the vaccine, what we talked a lot about tonight, about the vaccine passports. And we, we definitely want to get folks in. Like, so also if your governors, you know, like, are not like DeSantis who are saying, look, no, uh, no part passports, vaccine passports, definitely find a candidate uh, that you could support who is actually against those. Uh, because I tell you what, if we don't, we could very well see ourselves in the future uh, being like, 19, you know, 52 East Germany. Uh, and so we certainly don't want to, to see that uh, for, you know, for our citizens. And, and uh, you know, you guys mentioned a lot about, you know, your children and grandchildren, because it is going to affect us, of course, uh, but they, they do think long-term, as, as you guys pointed out. And so, you know, is it certainly may even affect, affect them more than us. And so we got to keep up the fight. It's great that people are on the show, but yeah, reach out to your representatives Reach out to your neighbors uh, and you know, try to get – and, again, I think we should try to do a lot of protests uh, as well. So I think that would be, you know, that'd be good. I'm going to look into being a uh, – you know, once the elections comes back, I want to be a poll watcher. Um, I know we're in Bard's Logic after dark, so not, not the polls we find in strip clubs like you, um, you mentioned. Um, <laughs> you mentioned strip clubs earlier, so – 
I had to bring that back in. But anyway, I do have to close things out uh, as I do every night, and that is with uh, the song by Aubrey Ashburn. She ain't singing anymore. She's doing art, and, and one day I will have a piece of her art. Um, wow. Uh, and so, anyway, I do want to thank everybody again. Looking forward to next week, uh, speaking with Amy, and then subsequent weeks. So we'll see you uh, folks next week. Uh, looking forward uh, to it. Uh, take care, and have a good night. Good night. Good night. Mm-hmm.